feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. We got a special episode today. Got a special guest, my man in the building, a special person that also, too, even in short, we built a, a relationship really quickly now. We, mm. It's just a spiritual connections. Been great, huh, that. Dan? Yep. Um, so, yeah, we just been firing all cylinders. I pulled so much from you um, already. I love how we go back and forth in conversation. We literally have started so many convos before we even turn the mics on. Yep. And we're like, man, we got to get these things <laughs> on the podcast. So, again, without further ado, my man Dan McCarty, we are here. My guy, I, I, if, if you could, why don't you first just intro to our audience? I want them to get a background uh, of just coaching, right? Sure. Just your heart, what you, where you've been, yeah. uh, the things that you've done. And also, I'm interested, too, as well. Absolutely. Just kind of like some of those stops. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll kind of jump from there and kind of get into some of the weeds. Sounds great, man. I'm all for it. So, cool. Kind of break it down. I'm a Dan McCarty. I'm 21 years old. Uh, you know, you're probably like, wow, young guy. We're being around the block a little bit. Um, I've had the great opportunity to coach at Wilmington College for three years. It's a Division three school in Ohio. Uh, I was a recruiting coordinator, hitting and catching coach. Um, helped turn that program around. Uh, before I got there, they hadn't had a winning season in about 17 years. Mm. Um, and if anybody really knows me, I'm a bulldog mentality. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to competition, I don't let off the brakes. And so yeah. I got and put in that role of being a recruiting coordinator and it was on. You know, I watched 132 games a couple summers ago and just tried to go out-recruit my opponents, and it paid off. Um, but before that, I uh, grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, my, my siblings played sports growing up. My brother played baseball, played at Silverado High School here in Las Vegas, and uh, was a catcher. Mm. Um, what I loved about watching my brother play is he saw early on that, you know, I wasn't able to play, mm -hmm. and so... He wouldn't tell you this directly. He told me later on down the road in the and uh, as we gotten older. But he would just talk about how I inspired him to play harder, to to really, you know, put back what was, maybe his body was achy that day or things were going on outside of it. But he knew how much I loved baseball and the game, and that just inspired him more to yeah. play hard. But the bottom line is he doesn't realize how much of that impacted me because when I would go coach other guys later on down the road. I saw the capabilities of playing 110% all the time mm -hmm. and saw what it looked like to control your effort and attitude and be the best version of yourself. So I didn't hold anybody less than what my brother showed. Um, when I mean my brother, dude, like this dude played with like black eyes one time. Like he, <laughs> he was a catcher and popped off his mask after a kid did a bunt and the ball hit him right in the eye and mm -hmm. caught the rest of the game. Um, you know, just different things like that, slid in the walls, broke bones and it just, mm -hmm. but I cherish those moments because it inspired me to really have expectations for the people that I coach. Um, so fast forward or go back even further. Um, growing up, I love sports and I love people. Mm. And if you get to know me, I'm really competitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, coaching was a way I could help people and compete, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously, I couldn't compete physically. Um, but that never really discouraged me. You know, I know my parents they never really made it a bad thing that I was disabled. They never made it a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. They just said, 
figure out the blessings God gave you and use those. Like, instead of being like, you just can't be a part of baseball at all because you can't do it physically, what ways can you be a part of it? Yeah, yeah and, so good. Um, I grew up, my dad coached club ball. Uh, instantly, I got into it. I, I wanted to start coaching. I wanted to help him out. Um, this was kind of the moment that this is what I tell people that I really figured out I knew what I was talking about. Um, I was 14, and uh, people had told me that, like, oh, you know a little bit here and there, but I had a family friend who I ended up coaching under at Wilmington College. Uh, he was retired at the time. He was a longtime University of Dayton head coach. He was there for uh, 18 seasons, I believe, one of the most winningest coaches there, great guy. Um, he was taking a couple years off and worked for a nonprofit. Well, they had a nonprofit golf tournament here in Las Vegas, yeah. and I was living here at the time, and so he came out. And I said, hey, my brother's got a game. And he said, uh, uh, I told him, hey, my brother's got a game. Would you like to come? And he's like, sure. And we were family friends at this point. And I'll never forget, we're sitting there, we're, we're talking the game. And, and it's like, I'm reading his mind, he's reading my mind. We're, we're saying the back things, like the same things back and forth. And you got to, this guy's like 50 years old, has been in the game for 30 years, been a Division One head coach for 15 plus years. Mm. And he looks at me in the sixth inning, and I'm not going to say the word, the whole word, but he goes, <laughs> Holy crap, Danny, you really know baseball. And that moment was a moment for me where I wasn't seeking world validation, but I also, yeah. it was to reaffirm, it was, it was a reaffirming moment that, like, maybe there's a place for me in baseball. Yeah. And, and so that lit a fire under me at that point um, to really pursue that. And uh, he was an amazing mentor, and he ended up... Um, when I graduated high school, he said, hey, come coach with me. I got back into coaching. Mm -hmm. so that's how I ended up at Wilmington College. Um, and he said, hey, you know, uh, I don't know what your capabilities are. I'm going to start you out as an outfield coach and just start doing stats. I don't I don't know. I know from that conversation at the games, I know we talked numerous times, but this is college baseball. I got to feed my family. Mm -hmm. So it's like I got to be careful how much responsibility. That didn't last long, all right? <laughs> Within about six months, you know, I was helping with hitters. I was helping base running. You yeah. know, I was already taking over recruiting because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm talking with people. I'm not yeah. afraid to talk to anybody. Yeah. So I was just going out there. Um, so it was an amazing opportunity. I loved it because he wasn't micromanaging. I had to really figure out things on my own. Um, but he also taught me things, but you really had to learn when you failed, right? Yeah. It wasn't like he overprotected me. Like sometimes, you know, your parents will be like, don't do that because, mm -hmm. like, you're going to get hurt or you're going to get whatever. It was like, there's going to be bruises, but those bruises are going to make you stronger. And so, anyways, coached at Wilmington College. Uh, after this last year, I had a great opportunity to coach in the Coastal Plains League this past summer. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty good summer league. I had a great, great time. Had a guy get drafted off our team. Mm. Another guy signed an independent pro ball. Um, that was an opportunity for me where I got to grow a lot. Um, you play a lot of games in a short period of time you're around a lot higher caliber of players than division three yeah yeah and um i really got to absorb and learn from what those guys were being taught at their schools you know i was yeah. coaching guys from kentucky and wake and um nebraska and, and big name schools yeah. and it's like i got to learn a little bit more than what just wilmington college was teaching and we had sure. it going on because our division one head coach experience right but at the end of the day it was a growing moment for me um and so uh, that's kind of my, my encapsulated my baseball, you know, background. But yeah. this past, um, you know, after the summer, uh, I had broken my arm about two and a half years ago. And I didn't really know um, because I was just so busy with baseball. Mm. I kind of just put it to the side. I was like, 
dude, I got recruiting, I got a win, you know, like, we, you know, I, I just have too much going on that, you know, I, I put it to the side, and my arms started to get, like, really deformed, and so, after this summer, I was like, look, I gotta get this checked out, and, uh, I prayed over it, and the Lord told me, like, look, you should go ahead with this surgery, mm. and the surgery, there's a lot of possibilities for a lot of diff uh, difficult, uh, issues to happen, mm. and one of them I'm still working through now, I ended up having uh, surgery, um, but something I prayed about, but during that season of life, I felt like God was calling me to something bigger, mm. I felt that God was saying, you know, you're doing great things in baseball, baseball will already be there, you'll all be, it'll always be there, you made your name for yourself in that field, in the catching community, I got a lot of great friends, I got a lot of people, how we connected, JW, yeah. Jerry, you know, that's a great the mentor goat. of mine, he's the goat, man, <laughs> the literally, the literally OG, but <laughs> I can't even put into words how much of a amazing person he is and how much he's helped me in my you know short time at the higher levels and that we've just had amazing conversations but god put this piece in my heart that looked like you are you know there in baseball but i believe you can make a bigger impact on lives and he told me it's time to go from winning games to winning souls mm -hmm. and that was real because i loved baseball and i put my heart and soul in it and when I told people, I said, you know what, I'm actually going to go back home to Las Vegas, mm. and I'm going to go back to school to get my degree in ministry. I'm going to get involved at Central Church, and I want to pursue the ministry full time. Yep. And uh, people looked at me like, what? Because I had interviews with some like organizations. Yeah, yeah. I had conversations with organizations, and they're looking at me like, dude, you're 21, you're in a wheelchair, you could possibly be in pro ball if you wanted in the next few years and whatever. But I said, no, no, no. The Lord's telling me like do something, you know, a little different. And I'm not throwing shade on coaches. If that's your calling, that's your calling. For sure. God calls a lot of people to a lot of different things. But I know in my own life, I had this big conviction that there was something bigger. Um, but the Lord blessed me with an amazing opportunity. He talked about closing one door, opening another. He allowed me to meet Coach Scott Bickle, who's at Indiana University, Purdue University, Columbus. It's a branch campus. And he hit me up. He was like, have you ever thought about remote coaching? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what? He's like, and he's like, well, you know, I, what about getting me, like, you know, throwing programs, working with our catchers, doing video breakdown, you know, hitting breakdowns, things like that. I'm like, sure, why not? Volunteer position, but it kept my name in baseball, and it gives me that fix, right? Um, so it was an amazing opportunity. I decided to do it. So I'm technically now an assistant coach at a school in Indiana, NAIA. Nice. Uh, keeps me busy, and it's yeah, yeah. still able to get that baseball fix. But it shows when you're following God's calling, he will fill the desires of your heart. Yeah. Because I still had a desire to want to be in baseball. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, yeah, for sure. right? I wanted that, but yeah. I knew that the Lord was gonna make a way, and and yeah. for me to blend those. And so that's kind of where I'm at, you know. Um, yeah. And and uh, it's a lot thrown at you there, but yeah, I wanted people to really understand why I'm where I'm at, and you know, kind of how I've gotten there, um, and and just kind of the season where I'm in where. I don't know exactly where God wants me in ministry yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm a part of two ministry teams at the church. I do 24-hour church, which yeah. is the online ministry, the hotline situation. I'm also on the prayer team, so I pray over people every weekend. Mm. I'm taking Central Academy classes, learn, you know, all that. Then I'm going back well, to... I saw you at uh, Young Adults the other day. Yeah, too. I was doing Young Adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, all that type of stuff. So I'm really just trying to get plugged in. And, yeah. and see where the Lord leads me. So yeah. that's where I'm at. And real quick, before you ask me another question, <laughs> I want to dive in real quick and just say how much of an inspiration you are to me because I think that 
I've known about you for a long time, and I mm. kind of laugh because I'm like, man, I grew up here, and I didn't even know this. You know, you guys existed here, right? The mm. the building, but you're someone who, I guess, you know, I don't want to, you know, say it like this in a way, but you made it, right, in a way, and somewhat in the baseball world. <laughs> but you put the Lord first. You, you know, Try. are unashamed of putting Bible studies out under your baseball page and putting these things out, wearing your victory shirt at ABC, doing all these things that. You know, it's so inspiring because I literally have Romans one sixteen tad right here because mm. you know it reminds me to be an unashamed of the gospel. Yeah, and I think you're a great example of that, regardless of the worldly things you have going on and, and yeah. the baseball and things. And so I just wanted to say to everybody listening, what you see is what you get, and these podcasts are real. When it's off this screen, and he didn't pay me to say this, by the way, <laughs> right? but like yeah, well, I'm gonna try to get that check to you, Dan. <laughs> Literally, but, like, when we went up at ABCA, he found me out of nowhere, you know, and was, like, you know, wanting to know where my booth is at so he could come say hi. Like, it's what you see, what you get. And, like he said, we have not known each other for that long. with that instant spiritual connection. For sure. And when God puts people like that in your life, yeah, it's, you can't explain it. Yeah. Like, you're, I've had this happen with one other person Yeah. that, like, recently we've known for a little bit of time but like mm. you know when that person's gonna be in your life for a while yeah, yeah. you know when god's placed that person in your life and like that's how i feel about you and that's how i love about what you guys got going on here specifically and these podcasts are amazing so i just really appreciate you having me on and i love what you're doing and, and keep it up and and i know sometimes when you're a leader and you're a business owner and you're all these things you get caught up in the grind because i'm working on some things yeah, yeah. too and it's like you know you don't always hear like Hey, thanks, man, from the guys you're working with. Or, hey, like, mm. I really appreciate you staying up to 11 and looking at another cue for me to learn how to hit. Mm. Or whatever that case may be, yeah. right? Like, you often sometimes get overlooked. And so yeah. I think just remind yourself that what you're doing means something. And uh, so that's kind of what I want to say before I got into uh, it, man. I appreciate it. You almost made me tear up. Um, no, I mean, I think the, the, the same thing, too, as well. It's like um, we were talking, you know, off mic along with it is, like, again, obviously – uh, I think very easily for people that spend any time with you is the inspiration that they can, mm -hmm. they can pull from you. And, and we started talking about some of those things as well. And, and I think one of the ways that we also overlapped as well is one thing that I always think about with God and also a church period mm. um, is there's so many people that I connected with at the church, or there's so many people that I connect with in these circles that in, if I was just in my everyday life, we probably would never really talk. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's a bridge. Yeah. Right? It's it's a way for us us to absolutely. connect, right? And all and like one of the biggest things and also too, like how much depth in my relationship that I have with God, it creates such an opening for me to have a connection with someone that has a totally different life, a totally mm -hmm. different a different occupation, was raised a totally different way, all these other things. But we have some major similarities because mm -hmm. this is a major part of my life, you mm -hmm. know? And I think the big thing, you know, I think while I was thinking about this is like would when me and you were talking about it is like, w even though our stories are very different and mm. we've had to go through different sufferings and different setbacks and all these other things, right? Because God being our center, there's also so many areas when you're talking about something that like I connect so much with, mm. right? And then again, the same thing, likewise, you know, like back the other way where like you've, you've been like, oh man, like it's been like that in my life and this and this. And then like, there's been a lot of that overlap where it's like how we've leaned on God and then also with that as well the there's there's so many ways of like you i was literally watching a video 
that you put out, I think, I don't, I don't know when you put it out, but it was like one of your last videos that you just posted where you were just talking about, again, obviously like attitude, right? Mm -hmm. Things that we can control. And you were, and you were specifically, you were talking about like, again, like, okay, like these setbacks are happening about how we're responding, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you yeah. know, and again, and went and with that. And I think the same thing too, as well, it's like, again, when you can connect with that, the same thing is it, it if, if this is the first time you're also hearing, you don't know much about like my story with it is as well. Like I, I grew up in, uh, you know, North Las Vegas, mm -hmm. like right down the street from Cheyenne. If you know anything about here in Vegas, of course. right. Not the greatest area. Yeah. Um, again, especially back in the day at that for time, sure. there was a lot of gang activity. My brother was a gang member for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, got shot multiple times. Like again, we, I grew up very poor. Um, now again, along with that, there's people that are, were much more poor than I was, mm -hmm. had much worse backgrounds than I came up mm -hmm. with. But again, there's some struggles and some difficulties Absolutely. and some things that, uh, you know, I, and also too, just, um, some generational, um, some generational traumas and things mm -hmm. that I had to heal from. And even like, I, I talk about this all the time is you see me. So like, you know, out in the open and like mm -hmm. social media and all these things, but like, um, you know, my, my dad struggled from extreme social anxiety mm -hmm. and I'm the Testament. I feel like the opposite of mm -hmm. what God can do is like, I am very out <laughs> in the open. I am very, yeah. you know, out and transparent with, you know, those, um, you know, my life, what's going on, where we're at. Um, and yeah, just have this a, a, a very different way. And I think like what God can do. And then again, yes, um, like you, I think people, I, I don't want to undermine what God and, I, and I'm going to pull this back to you too, as well of like what he's done in my soul to, for you to see what you get, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Because it's not, this isn't just like, oh, I just worked really hard mm -hmm. and I just did all these things and for like, sure. I've earned it. Right. Like, yeah. like, no, like you know, again, my relationship with God, like before God, like, yes, I've had success and I've had these things. And we, uh, Pastor Judd was talking about this last weekend, right? We're at Central where he's talking about like, look, like you can have all this worldly success, right? You can have mm -hmm. all this money. You can have all these other things. We all know people that have all this money or all the success or all this status or all this stuff and sold, like they're, they're missing. Yeah. They're still missing things. Got that hole. Um, they still got that hole that is, you know, again, like they're still suicides with people that yep. are ultra successful mm -hmm. that are you know celebrities that have all the money in the world that have all these other things right and again like there's still something missing that fulfillment mm -hmm. isn't there and i think the same thing is like in my own testimony is i again like i searched after the things in the world i chased them down mm -hmm. and even too i get reminded of that all the time when i'm looking for that external validation mm -hmm. or i'm looking for these other things and i just wanted to take a, a second there too as well um is the throw like back to God of like what he's had to do for me to be able to sit here in front of you too. Absolutely. And that, like that for me to be those things is like, God has done so much in my life to mm. like change who I was and like the personality I have and what, you know, the world mm. would just market it. It's like, God is, like, that's God's freedom. Like mm. in my heart, like that's God's joy in my heart. That's God's peace in my heart. That's God's love in my heart. Right. Like I couldn't do the things that I did. And I also wouldn't have the, like, and the big one for me, like God's safety, security. And like, like he's like, again, he's my guardian. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, like, and so like the strength that I have where I can lean on that, um, is that the only way that we can, you know, do what, do what we do. And so, um, I think there's so much like with that, when our stories, like they've overlapped so much, For sure. um, but I wanted, I wanted to throw that back to you and how, cause again, I know a lot of people too, 
I know you mentioned already, like, right, with, about you being in a wheelchair and some of the disabilities, mm -hmm. but also, too, someone that hasn't met you. Okay. And also, too, on top of that as well, like, if you're just listening right for now, sure. right, and they don't, have, they don't have, you know, visually, it's obviously a lot easier for to pick <laughs> up. And we're actually going to talk about much more visual, like we were talking about yeah. earlier about the gifts and the blessings you have. But, like, but I'll, can, can you open that up mm -hmm. for, like, just, you know, uh, give people a background of, like, sure. what you work through, what you yeah. have to, you know, Absolutely. so they know where you're speaking from. No, 100%. 100%. Oh. Appreciate you, get, you know, opening this question up. I think, uh, first off, when I talk about this, I want to say that it's not, a, I don't want you to be like, man, this is Dan, like, he's just a man. Mm -hmm. This is, no, this is the Holy Spirit and God working through me yeah. and giving me the abilities to get through these things. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that's one of the biggest reasons I had insecurities growing up about me telling my story because I didn't want people to think I was telling it because I wanted all the yeah, yeah. The, the the recognition. Oh, speaking of that, let's pray real quick. Oh, hey, let's hey, do it. We're on the spot, baby. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, before we get into it, let's let's <laughs> let's pray and let's pray over what let's we're about go. to speak into, and then also to uh, over everybody that's listening. Yeah, we talked about what we're gonna do it. Okay, <laughs> uh, dear Father God, we just ask that. Um, God, you just open our hearts. Like, you know, we just, we just want you to speak through me and Dan right now, God, and just, um, just let, let them hear your voice and not ours, God. Um, we just ask that you help us speak clearly, that we speak to people's uh, hearts, God, and that this, these words be from you and they be uh, transformational. And they just continue to, that everyone here, that they hear what they need to hear from you, God, throughout our words and what we're speaking through. Uh, let it be special to them. God, let, let us talk about something. Let reveal something that you've never revealed before. Give us a message. Give us a word that you've never, you know, that no one has heard before, God, because you're a God of abundance. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 So I'll dive right into kind of my testimony yeah. then and kind of yeah. some things that, you know, I've overcome. So. My testimony starts before I was born. And let me tell you why. So when my parents found out uh, my mom was pregnant with me, um, they thought I had, they misdiagnosed me numerous times. Mm. But one of the biggest ones they thought I had was called campomelic dysplasia. And it's a really life-threatening uh, disease, and it could also harm the mother. And so they just told my mom to abort me, like right off rip. Just like mm. no reason to waste it, none of that, you know. Uh, like no reason to just go through the ups and downs. You might as well deal with it now. And then, you know, and... Wow. My dad's a Marine. My dad yeah. spearheaded said, no way. I got faith. And there's whatever that case may be and looks like, whether it's five minutes, if he can impact the doctor that's holding him for those five minutes, whatever, because we have faith and that's what God's calling us to do. So my dad took my mom out that doctor's office and said, psych, you know, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm keeping this baby. Like, I don't know what you're talking about kind of thing. And, wow. And um, so fast forward, uh, I was born. I was born with, like, almost every single bone in my body broken. Um, I've, in my life, uh, not including that day, I've broken over about 300 bones in my life. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of different things like that. But when I was born, every single bone in my body was broken. All my ribs, everything. So my body started to shut down because um, I was in so much pain that, like, I didn't want to breathe. So, like, when all your ribs are broken, like, it when hurts. you breathe, like, it hurts. And as a baby, you're like, yeah, you know, so they ended up putting me, and uh, incubator for about two two months because uh, I couldn't breathe on my own, and um, that was you know the way it was. Uh, you know, I I finally got out. My parents had to literally carry me on a pillow, like they couldn't carry me like a regular baby because like if they just moved me wrong, like they'd break something. So wow, um, a lot of ups and downs. I had a really really weak immune system, so I was in and out of the hospital for like pneumonias and flus and all these different things. Um. Really, really difficult. Luckily, I mean, 
you know, I wasn't necessarily there mentally right when you're mm -hmm. a baby. So it's kind of like, but the reason I start that is because that's my testimony. Like 21 years ago, that's what I tell people. And it's no knock to anybody in the medical field. Medical field isn't where it is today. No. So what I'm saying is that you can't tell me there's a, no God mm -hmm. if I'm alive today. Because 21 years ago, there there was no reason. There was no, yeah. there's no medical, uh, there's no medical explanation. Yeah. There is no doctor you could go to. They're like, enjoy five minutes with them, pray with them. And I know my dad would always tell me growing up, like, I guess, you know, he tells me this now. and But he's always whispering in my ear, like, fight, fight, fight. Like, never give up. I got to never give up, Tatted right here. Like, because it's, it's something I live by. And it's it's a thing where where it was just instilled in me, like, to just not quit. And so, basically, by, I made it past, you know, the, 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 you know, one, two years. It was, had oxygen, had, you know, all these things, you know, had to go regular checkups, all this. I had a leg surgery when I was two years old. Um oh. My bones were so fragile, I couldn't sit up on my own. Every time I would sit up, my femurs would break. So what they had to do is they had to put titanium telescopic rods in my femurs to give me, uh, you know, the strength to sit up. Um, that was a really difficult time for me. I was in some of the most pain in my life. Um, and, and I do remember a little glimpse of that because I, I remember I was in so much pain and my dad had, had to go. He was there for the surgery. He checked up on me after, but had a really important work meeting, so he had to go. Well, I told the people, I, my parents tell me this, but they tell me, I told the doctors, I'm not going to breathe until my dad comes back. Oh. I, I, I was in so much pain and I wanted comfort from my dad yeah. that I wasn't, I wasn't going to go. So my oxygen was going down. They had to call the flight and like cancel that flight out of, out of uh, oh. where we were in Boston at the time. And he had to come back. Like he, oh. he was like, you know, a couple hours later and finally my oxygen went up, all these other things. Yeah. Um. And, and, and this story, so, fast forward, man, um, I used to break all the time, uh, I've lived in a lot of different places, I grew, I was born in Rhode Island, um, I lived in Massachusetts a little bit, um, I lived in Danville, Kentucky a little bit, I've lived here, I lived in Ohio, um, and I was, when I was five, I moved to Danville, Kentucky, and Danville, Kentucky was a great place, but the reason I mentioned that is, it was my first real encounter of God, and let me explain why, so, I went to a church, and um, it was a real big, like, I want to say it was like a Pentecostal church or a Baptist mm -hmm. church. Very much, like, hands-on prayer. Like, <laughs> I'd have these women around me, bro. Like, I'm, like, five years old, <laughs> and they're, like, all up around me, like a football huddle, you know, like, yeah. putting their hands over me, yeah, you know, yeah. going into it. And, like, you literally, literally. <laughs> and I'm kind of, like, rattled. I'm five yeah. years old, bro. I'm, like, yeah. You're like what's, what's going, going on? on? But, yeah. like, when I was, like, I remember sitting back and going, like, if they're so devoted to this, like, I want to figure out what what is their devotion to. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, obviously, when you're five, you're kind of like, what's going on? But at the end of the day, you're like, you know about commitment. Like, you understand, like, commitment. So yeah, yeah. when they're committed to that, I was like, I want to know more. So fast forward, man, I, I got older, and and uh, my mom introduced me to Christian music when I was, like, eight, eight or nine. I used to listen to, like, Toby Mac and guys like that, and... And so it was kind of the thing for me. And um, when I would go through really hard times, my peace was music. Mm. My peace was Man, my like music. music. Is the way I connect with God. It's Absolutely, it's, it's probably my biggest way I connect with Same. God. Same. I like I literally listened to 170 thousand minutes of music last year. Like yeah. when I talk to you, I listen to music. Yeah. Like I listen to my music, right? So yeah, um, literally, man. I uh, you know my mom introduced me to music, and when I listen to these like 
the kind of the prayers that were in the songs, the the messages. And I remember just like numerous times just being like, God, like I'm in so much pain right now, but sounds like you got this strength that like I don't know much about. Like, can I get some of that, bro? Like, yeah. you know, because I was so like I'm a kid. Yeah. And um, so fast forward, man, I uh keep going down the road. I was just like, you know, lukewarm Christian. You're a kid. You don't yeah, really yeah. know of course. much. And and I love my parents to death. They read the Bible, all that. But they're what I call Pastor Judd call or a uh, Pastor um who who is it? Pastor Bob from mm -hmm. Central yeah. calls them priesters, the ones that come up on Christian and Easter, Christmas and Easter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Those type of people that go yeah. to church on Christmas and Easter. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that was part my of it. Was like that that my family was like that. Yeah. And part of it was because we had eight kids. My parents had eight kids. Yeah. And so it was hard. Different sports, different I things forgot. going on. Woo. And so yeah. I don't blame them, but at the end of the day, I didn't know yeah. really a necessarily big example. I knew For sure. about God and those types of things. So yeah. fast forward, um, a little bit further, I was in middle school. Uh, in middle school, I um, had to get another surgery. It was my seventh grade year, going into the summer of seventh grade. I was big in the choir. I loved music. I loved to sing. I was terrible at it, but I loved it. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and we all got a voice in God's choir. At least yeah, that's what they say, for right? Sure. He <laughs> said, he, I always say that all the time when I'm singing worship. I'm always like, yeah. he said, he said joyful sounds. He didn't say it. Had a, yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? I needed to sound good. Exactly. Joyful. <laughs> exactly. So I was in choir and um, fast forward, basically, um, I had to get, my legs were like, and I'm going to use this as an example like human pretzels like i just put it like you can yeah. laugh or whatever way you want yeah. it. like that's just the way it was yeah and uh there were cross and things and and they had to go in and put rods three rods in both my legs uh to to fix them mm. but they had to break them in 33 different places in wow. each leg and um during that moment it was the worst pain i've ever ever experienced yeah, in my I can't life imagine. i i it was almost to a point i've never been in really a depression or anxiety but I've been very blessed, but I, it was probably that one time where I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I'm just yeah. waking up to just try to get to the next day. Like, yeah. there was no real whatever. And, and I remember my mom, I was like 13 at the time. My mom was sitting by my bed, and every night we'd just read the book of Job. Like, mm. she would just be reading the book of Job. Like, every night yeah. we'd be turning on, you know, Christian music and all this. And uh, it was it was a hard season of my life. And, yeah. and when I would listen to, like, the songs... um different things that would just like cheer me up you know uh, like Bethel music back in the day and and all those you know hill song worship like oceans like i'd hear yeah. those songs yeah. and like i could just feel the lord's presence over me mm. even though i didn't really have a traditional relationship yet because yeah, yeah. i'm only 13 14 years old yeah and um anyways fast forward that year my mom i surprised her for valentine's day to that or mother's day valentine's day same thing uh, like not the same thing, but you know, same type of gift. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got her a gift to go on the Jesus Freak cruise with me, which was like a big cruise. And um, I was only about three or four months after surgery, and I was still in have really bad pain in my right leg, like excruciating pain. And um, I remember going on this cruise and got to go to this one moment. And there's a reason I bring this moment up. It was it was what they called like the the artist. Uh, song, you got to hear the background of why they wrote the song, and you got to hear them play it. It was like Ryan Stevenson, Toby Mac, Stephen McRider, um, uh, you know, the Newsboys. Like, it was it was an incredible concert and uh, opportunity, but I went to this, and it was kind of a private event. And Stephen McRider, who at the time was a part of Iron Bell Music, 
wasn't super big. Now he's pretty decent size. Had some really amazing songs. But he came up to me. He's like, can I pray for you? And I'm like, huh? Mm. Like, I, like other than when I was like five, I didn't really have many people like pray over me like that. Mm. He said like, the Lord's telling me like, you need to pray for something. Mm. And I'm like, Alright, like, yeah, cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. he's like, well, what is it? I'm like, It's well, funny because now we have that perspective. I'd literally. Be people, I'd be praying for people all the time when God talks to me, but it's funny. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, I told him, I said, well, I guess I just had surgery and my leg's still hurting. Yeah. And he said, okay. And I said, dude, like, puts his hand on me and, like, he literally, like, prayed over me. And I'll never forget, like, just the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like, it was God was literally flowing through me in this prayer and i went back that day i went in the night and i prayed again and when i prayed by myself after that initial prayer that night i felt like a pop of my leg and all my pain was gone like that next day no way. after yeah and uh, after the rest of that cruise is a seven day cruise i felt amazing i was able to use my wheelchair again like wow it was and i never really had experienced a physical miracle like that right yeah, yeah and you hear about them all the time and you're like whoa and so that was the time i was like all right guy like i want to dive a little deeper into this thing like i'm giving my life to you so i gave my life to christ when i was 14. Amen. um and uh still was a bumpy road mm. um fast forward to high school um it was a journey my junior year of high school uh well, let me make sure that's right yeah junior year of high school uh i lost a, a sibling mm. um and uh that's tough, right? Yeah. You just like any loss. Um, but you know, as a as a sibling, you know, you 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 almost feel like I'm gonna open up. I haven't told many people about this, but like, you know, like when you uh, what's the word? You you bust their chops. Yeah. You you know, like if you've had siblings, yeah, you you tease them, you you give yeah. them a hard time, right? And like, I know I never meant those things, but I also wanted to change my heart posture. Because I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know what people are going through. Yeah. But even though I'm just joking around, like, maybe it's not a joke to them. Mm -hmm. And, like, I knew my siblings loved me or uh, I loved them. And mm -hmm. I never said anything crazy personal. But it was a thing for me. Like, it was a conviction. Yeah. And so from that day after my sister passed away, I ended up listening to no more secular music. I haven't mm -hmm. listened to secular music now since. And um, been over four years yeah. It's the best decision you, I ever made. I was going to say, do you want to open that up for maybe yeah. people that don't know uh, what secular means? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, no. of course. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Christian music, uh, I actually had a fascinating conversation with someone about this. He, he was basically talking about how, like, he doesn't believe secular versus Christian music. He says that we're the ones that created those titles. For sure. And he was saying it's just kind of message-based. Yeah, but yeah. for me, I believe, uh, so I, I don't really call it really secular music i believe yeah. there are some songs that aren't necessarily christian that are okay to listen to yeah, yeah but i also think there's a lot of songs that are demeaning and and also celebrate the wrong things agreed and so it's and i believe some, we are really some of them are christian songs amen I, I, to that. I, I literally was listening last night i know we're going off a little sure. little, little tree a branch here but there's certain uh christian songs uh that i won't listen to because they're again you got to Remember too, like first off, enemy also infiltrated the church. We're, we're yes. the other thing, but but I, I I think for me because I have it's like going to church, right? Not every church, right, is, is leading people the towards Christ, right, yep. and bringing those other things. And I think for me specifically, like because I know and I have such a deep relationship, and we talked about this yesterday on the on the Bible study, because I know God mm. 
and I know his character mm. and I know my, I mean, his relationship. Okay. And again, it's not necessarily like, you know, I'm not going to go out going on some like big tangent about why these people shouldn't be making this mm -hmm. type of music. It's just for, for me and my relationship with God, Amen. I know like how it makes me feel. And like it, yes. if it's hardening my heart towards others, then it's not then right or, or God in yes. any way. Right then, and I and I feel that. And again, that's not to say like again, I, I was much more stubborn than you. Mm. It took me uh, a, 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 quite a bit longer to give my life to Christ. <laughs> I, I was, I was got my journey was again like more. I was you know out of college, sure. like you know I, I was atheist in high school, mm. like you know a lot of these these things, and so I battled and struggled with a lot a lot of that. And you know again. Um, so I spent a lot of time, I grew up mm. listening to hip hop. I grew up mm. listening Thank to, you. you know, all these things. And so, um, even now, again, I'm not like you're saying as well It's like, you know, again, I listen to a, a, a lot of music primarily, if you can same thing, if you look at my Spotify, okay. you know, like it's like, it's like worship, 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 worship. <laughs> I also, I, I also, I, everybody that like, like, you know, hops in my car and knows, but at the yeah. same time, uh, again, there's quite a few times, right. I'll go back to my, you know, my little nineties jam, or my yeah. 2000 jam. and it's interesting because like you said, is like, I'll the message how it, like I'll, I'm listening to the lyrics mm -hmm. and I'm and then I'm also so aware of like my heart and when it starts mm. to shift yep and I can feel the difference right sure. I, I can feel the difference and I'm not and again I don't want it to, this to sound like some Christian holier than thou mm. right like from a place of like no 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 this is strictly like mm. me and like what I feel in my heart For sure. and when I when I feel myself starting to like yeah like um and this is what I mean by like hardness. Mm. If, if, if you're not, if you haven't experienced this and if you have, maybe you'll connect is when I stop having as much patience for others, mm. love for others, consideration, kindness, right? Mercy, grace, patience. So, you know, all, all of these things, right? Like to, together, right? Is that's a hardening, like a hardening mm -hmm. heart to like, you know, what's going on in somebody else's life where I'm more, I'm starting to get more concerned about myself and what my needs are and like mm -hmm. what all these other things and like, well, they can, you know, like there's this separation, there's this mm -hmm. separation between me and other, other people and the, or again, and also, which is bringing separation between me For and sure. God. Right. And so th again, there is Christian songs, right. Yeah. That are, again, they'll be like, <laughs> they're, they're, they're in my opinion, like calling out like these things in the church and I, mm -hmm. I get their, why they're doing what they're mm -hmm. doing, but I also pull really strongly about like unity. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and also, again, not to say that we shouldn't call things out that are, you know, leading us astray, but also too, on the same side of this, like I can hear when like we're speaking the truth mm -hmm. compared to when we're speaking the truth with love mm -hmm. and, you know, again, and, and, and being considerate like others sure. and all these other things. And so there's certain songs, um, that again, I, I think, like you said, when you're classifying the difference of like, yeah, but hey, there's some songs that are not Christian songs, right? But that are, again, make yeah. me feel closer to others, yes. right? That make me pull, feel closer to heart. God. Yeah. Um, you know, and then also too, there's some Christian songs on the opposite yeah. that make me for, feel further from God for or sure. further from people and being mindful, not just because it says, you know, worship or does whatever, um, you know, that it it is one or the other, but it's more about that, you know, like relationship, I feel like, you know, with 1, God and like, again, what's the greatest commandment of them all Jesus and he's like loving God with all your heart and yeah. loving others right yeah. and like always keeping that like you know in mind and, and forefront and center I mean you hit the nail on the head there I think that's exactly you know like I couldn't have worded that any better and I think one thing I think I try to remind others is we are humans we're so inf like we can get influenced so easily easy and you don't necessarily what I told people like when you're reflecting early on in your your journey in faith I always say like think about like what influences you like what do you do a ton mm -hmm. like for me what influenced me was sports yeah. music 
video games. Those were like things that I grew up with a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so when I was not playing with the right people on the video games that were acting wild, yeah. I'd act wild and said wild things, right? Yeah. But when I was around a baseball community and a coach and a mentor that wasn't putting Christ first and wasn't treating people the way I wanted to, next thing you know, I'm starting to harden myself, yeah. right? When I'm listening to music, it's the same thing. Wrong environment. It's the yeah. wrong environments, And so... You gotta monitor. You gotta monitor your. You gotta monitor your inputs. For sure. Right, because they, they it become outputs. outputs. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Like well, what comes in goes out. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. And so, fast forward, man. I'll just kind of wrap this up with this story. It's basically, um, after you know, I switched to music, and it's because I knew it influenced me so much, and I used yeah. to get you know, you know, frustrated or all these other things, and yeah. and I noticed I used to be, I got way more slow to anger. I was yeah. way more understanding of people because. Yeah. The messages, even when I was like fired up, ready for a game, yeah. I was listening to Christian rap. I was ready to go. The beats were hard, all that. But I'm like giving glory to God when I'm going for to the game, sure. you know, like sure. not about beating somebody up, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. 100%. I'm, you know what I mean? Like we're gonna take care of the other team, but that's it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and sure. so and that was you. You made you made a great point there too. Maybe something for us to I don't yeah. cut you off because I know you're finishing this. Is the difference. We could talk about competition and yes. how that can get. Yes, you know that's uh, great. Yeah. I would love to get yeah, onto yeah. that because yeah. that's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, wrapping this up, man. Is uh, after that, man, that was a big, big change in my life because this is scary, man. Like when you believe, uh, this is a. I'm not trying to go into the tangent, but there's people that like you know those people that hold up the signs outside be like yep. if you don't give your life to jesus you're burning yeah, in hell burn. yeah like, like <laughs> burn burn. for me that's not my style but no. you know what no it wasn't I, jesus style either. it wasn't but you know what I, but what i understood though yeah after like losing someone you love and, and you don't know mm-hmm. is it's like if you truly believe something that big and that yeah. strong and you don't know where those people are gonna go yeah then like i almost like commend i'm not saying it's my style and it's not yeah, the right thing to do but, like, I'm not saying go do it because that's not my no. style. But I can understand if that's what you feel God's leading you to yeah. do and you are that worried that people that you care about or see yeah. are gonna not going to, you know, get to heaven and those sorts of things, I can understand that. And so, like, yeah. for me, that was a shift in my mentality is, like, yeah. I want people to see Jesus through me after that moment. Yeah. And um, so that was the big thing after that. And then, honestly, the last thing, man, this is something I – really keep close to my chest and a lot of people don't know this but i think it's gonna be great for the audience to know so this kind of goes into my disability so after my sister passed away i got into college coaching when i was younger and when i'm in life a lot of people saw me wheelchair first a lot of people saw me okay he's yeah he's in a wheelchair let's like this is this is real bro this is real and so and people would be like he's he's in a wheelchair but when i started getting into baseball they're like he knows stuff Mm. like it's not the wheelchair anymore he's a yeah. baseball guy yeah, yeah and that yeah. fed the drive that was not yeah. necessarily christ-like and what i mean yeah. by that is like interesting the, oh, the desires yeah. yeah yeah the desires weren't necessarily where <clears throat> they originally were yeah. like i got i dove into like i want to be a dog in baseball because people don't see me in a wheelchair mm-hmm. they see me as a guy that can help them win games yeah and so although so it started in good, it, it became my identity 100 yeah, yeah. i was not uh, find my identity through Christ. I was find my identity through people the way they saw me in baseball. Yeah, and that was a crazy thing for me because when I overcame that with my sister, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm really doing this Christ thing. Yeah, open, open that up. Why, why that was a problem? Because I think a lot of people are stuck in there right for sure. now. For sure, stuck there that identity. Why, why, what, what's a lot of people? Yeah, yeah. Un- unpack that. Yeah, like, for why, sure. Why so, is that a uh, why is a problem? I think you can do both. I think you can do both. And for yeah. me personally. 
it started out like I wanted to help people, and I still love helping people. My favorite yeah. thing, what I do, I have my own podcast. I'm putting out positive. Yeah. I love helping people, and that's never changed. Yeah. But I also got a thing where I was finally getting recognition of something I desired. Yeah. And what I remembered is that, you know, what's the wrong with that is, is we're supposed to lead people to Jesus. We're supposed to give him all the praise. And it don't matter, like you talk about with Paul, right? And then, yeah. and, and, and everything when you're reading yesterday is basically he was in prison. Like, yeah. like he, he ain't, he's not getting any of the credit. And if he got the credit now, he's already dead, like way dead. Yeah. Like it's over with. But yeah. his story's making an impact now. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, is yeah, he's that hated. It's literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. Hated. And so, yeah. but now Where's people Jesus? are, or yeah. people are now like, you know, reading his word to lead yeah. us to Jesus. And yeah. so the thing is, is that, it's it's this thing that was it was it was eating at me because even though it was just a small part of me that was like my identity or like it was getting closer to that I didn't like it yeah. I didn't like it the, I could feel it the like, discernment like the discernment was was real like yeah, I could yeah. feel it going all right like okay I'm helping this guy and like he's starting to hit nukes now and people are like oh like this dude in the wheelchair really knows what he's talking about and in my mind I'm like finally I'm not a dude in the wheelchair I'm a baseball coach I'm a Guys doing different things like this. I've I've done work with you know uh, bigger people and and helped yeah. them with different things and and when people are like yeah who do you work with oh I, I work with Dan they're like dude in the wheelchair that goes to the Division three college and that's like another token on my board and so yeah it it really spiraled internally no one knew it yeah 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 um but it was because God was calling me to something bigger and was like look yeah. I'm using your story for something bigger yeah and it's okay. But you have to remember, like, you're going to get where I want you to go. You don't necessarily need to have the glory or the recognition that, yeah. you know, it's it's for me. Well, yeah, and God, and then I literally, like you're saying, too, is like when we start realizing that God's glory is our glory. Exactly. You know? Remember when uh, Pastor Judd was talking about, like, when we start to realize our things are materialistic things or God's things, like, yeah. we start to worry way less. Yeah, like, it's yeah. the same thing. Like, that's what I'm. Honestly, that's what I'm working through now. Yeah. That's something that I'm growing into. It's like, yeah. and it wasn't, and to all the listeners, I'm not saying I went to practice every day and being like, let me show everybody the knowledge. No, it was a small thing for me, yeah. but I didn't like it at all because I wanted to be 100% well, committed to God. No, and, I, and I, I connect with it so much too along with it. And one of the things, um, one of the ways I've said it or I've heard it too is, is there was only one that was made to accept worship or can mm. handle worship mm. and that's god amen and because because he has the character to know what to do with For it sure. and not but let it build into pride yeah because those things build up in the pride and again along with it it's like you know again the world from a world's perspective pride is like such a good thing mm -hmm. oh man have some pride 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 and then we talk about in the bible when it talks about pride it talks about it like ego mm. right now and i also I was listening this morning when people talk about ego they always say like ego and they always refer ego as a bad thing but mm. we all have an ego yeah right we all have an ego but when we use it today when we say ego the bible is saying pride Mm. right and it's and it's calling those things out right that we build up this pride right we're mm. too proud right? yeah we're too proud of you know again like oh i've sent all these guys to the majors and mm -hmm. i've done this and i've had all this success and i've you know and again for me this yeah. is a, a, a lot of thing and i'm still dying to my pride constantly yeah. right because I, I always bring this up that because of where i came from and what i had to overcome to get where i was going is 
even like I just told you that I, I did yesterday within mm-hmm. my Bible studies, I'd be very mindful of those little moments when God has done something and I try to take credit for mm. it, right? He has chosen to partner with me. Mm. You don't need me. Mm. God, God with a breath, you know what I'm saying? With a <laughs> yeah. breath started everything, yeah. right? With a snap yeah. of a finger within a moment, he, yeah. he's the creator, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like he doesn't need me for anything. He mm. never did, never will. He just loves me, mm. right? He wants things for me. He doesn't want anything from me. Now, when he goes to do something, he's, again, he is offering me a partnership mm-hmm. in what he is doing, mm-hmm. right? That's a banger. And in his glory, mm-hmm. he's willing to share that with me, mm. right? Yeah. But then me, the pride, the ego, yeah. and all those things, we do something together in the partnership. Imagine me and you have a partnership. Yeah. It happens, and then I'm the one taking all the credit when he <laughs> did 90% of the work, no, right? Or 99% of the work, sure. right? And then even created me, gave me the yeah. gifts, did all the things, and then now he's partnering with yeah. his creation 100%. to create more, no, you, right? You, you, you got abundance, the head, right? And so I think that that is one thing of remembering is like as what a thing that happened to me, right, and what mm-hmm. you're speaking to is I started – stacking all these w's underneath my belt Mm. right and then also too especially now i had as especially too as following and support and all these other people it again it's a lot easier for me to you know have people like worshiping oh man you're so smart Mm -hmm. oh man you've done all these things oh man you've done all these other stuff and right i again how quickly i can redirect that to god Mm. because like i I don't want the credit because I know what it does to my heart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, cause that, and that's also too, you can start running off of that, right? For you sure. can start running. That becomes a new fuel source, yeah. but it has a nasty byproduct. That's, that's, right? that's a fact. Right. And then that's where I think like with God is like, I want to give it to God and then God will fill me back up. For sure. He'll fill me up with the right fuel, with the right things and making sure that my heart is centered in the right place. And I'm mm-hmm. doing it for the right reasons with the right intentions. I, I um, will say this too as well. I think everybody always likes to paint this image that like, you know, oh, I always have good intentions and everything's always good and all these things. Like, listen, I have no problem telling you, like there was many times I've caught myself with bad intentions. For sure. Many times where I realized that I was misaligned. Mm-hmm. Many times where I'm chasing after the wrong things over and over. It's still even to this day. Even if it's a percentage of it. Oh. And that's the thing is even uh-huh. if it's, even if it, 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 you're misaligned by that small, yes. you're, he's going to get convicted by God. God's going to convict you. And even if, you yes. know, 99% of your heart's in the right place, but yes. you had this internal like one percent. Yes. He's and that's where it was for me. And so like, even that like one, two, five percent. I was like, bro, I, no, I don't yeah. want that. Like that's oh. not not it. I want a hundred percent of you, yeah. zero of me, right? <laughs> Literally. And but again, though, the only way that you can get there though is awareness, right? And as you build deeper relationship with God, right? Too as well. It's like you got to die to the spot of. We start to think that like our perspective or what we want or how we think about it is greater than God, which Absolutely. is it's hard to even say out loud, right? No, there, for sure. Of just the 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 pride that we build up, right? That yep. like, God, I have better timing than you. Mm. God, I know better than you. Mm. I know what I need better than you know what I need. When in reality, it's like it's so silly because you got to think like one of the, the examples like I think about all the time is think about like a really young kid, mm-hmm. right? They think they know what they need. They think yeah. right, they know the timing. Sure. They think they know when they should cross the street. Yeah. <laughs> they think they got it all. Yeah. Right. And now that's not even comparable mm-hmm. to our consciousness compared to Christ consciousness, right? Sure. And God consciousness of understanding that is like the overlook, right? The creator. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we were just 
something he created, not we're, we're sure. the smallest glimpse. And again, we're special, right? Yeah. And we're, 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 and he's, he's a divine appointment and like what he's done and it's not yeah. a mistake, but at the same time, you know, for us to remember, like, that's the, I mean, that was the main sin and the original like sin of, of, of Satan there, right. Is thinking he was level with God. Mm -hmm. Right. And that he knew better. Mm -hmm. Right. And his pride. For right. Sure. And his and his his mean God, like we are we are level like I know better. And also, too, like you shouldn't be doing it this way. You should For be sure. doing it that way. And that was his fall. Like, you know, he fall like lightning. God sent him down like that. Yeah. He's you know? like, See you. yeah and so I think I, I just bring that up because it for me, my achievements were what held me back from God. The mm -hmm. thing that God was partnering with me with I was the same way. Became the thing that was separating me. Yeah. Get, uh, um, uh, we talked about this with uh, uh, Michael Todd. Uh, Michael Todd, uh, the pastor out in uh, Oklahoma, yeah. you know, and he he says uh, he, he calls it getting bamboozled by the blessing, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> you, get, you get bamboozled yeah. by the blessing, right? And the bam, you 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 God blesses you with something, mm. and then that thing is the thing that becomes the separation from mm. you and Him. You know, for example, like He gives you a family, but then you idolize your family over oh, God, mm. right? You he, you 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 get that relationship, you get that job, and all of a sudden now you're too busy to spend yeah. time with God. You know, you start get this new passion, right? Yeah. He gives you a blessing of like you know like look i've got greater things for yeah. you right dan i got greater things for you and and yeah. i'm gonna bless like i'm you are you do have other value you do yeah. have a place in this world you do all these things and then we start like you said start to lean and if we let that grow and mm -hmm. you stack 30 years on top of those sure. mo like how much separation you can create with you and god is, is absolutely crazy. and yeah. that's a banger i mean dude like you just like talking about accomplishments like 2022 i was assistant coach of the year in all college baseball yeah and so you're 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 looking at it like, okay, like yeah. wow, all right. And then people are calling, texting you. People, I'm like, yeah. Well, that's that's a big dude in the game, or that's yeah, you know sure. these things. And and um, so I think it's something that I've worked through. And like you said, it's I didn't want it to manifest. I didn't want it to be twenty, thirty years and being like, because yeah. I've seen it. Like I've seen yeah. it. Like this is this is something that like. Uh, it falls in line with what, I, what we talk about driving us away from God. I'm going to use this example. I'm not going to use any names, but mm -hmm. there's a buddy of mine who's in a pro organization. Uh, he coached for a pro organization team, one of the affiliates, and he told me about this story, how this guy was, um, you know, coaching, and they had a four-game series, and the dude's family came in, and he brought all the coaches together. He's like, I can't wait till they leave. I can't do this. Like, I, I'm so locked in on this series. Like, have my kids go. Have my wife go. Like, I need to win. Like, we need to win. We need to do X, Y, Z. And my buddy, who I'm buddies with, is a Christian. He's like, that's the day I knew. I was like, maybe pro ball is not for me. Like, maybe, like. <laughs> yeah, it's a different lifestyle. Like, like, and I'm not saying all pro ball people are like oh. that. But, but, but he was like, I want Jesus at the center of my life. Yeah. And I've seen how quickly it can go the opposite direction. Yeah. And. I felt that in environments I coached under For sure. where I've seen people go through some things where I'm just like, I'm not willing to give that up. Like, and, yeah. and, and it's, you talk about taking your pride and ego out of it. It's, it, it's, for me, it was like, okay, you know, God would tell me, be like, all right, you have people that have shown you what the negative side of this is. Right. Yeah. And, and, and this thing, but you also have to understand how powerful God is. Yeah. And, and, and although, you may say, hey, I want to do this. God may say, I'm going to close that door and I'm going to open this one for you. For and it's sure. going to be 
just as big or even bigger, and it's going to lead people to him. Yeah. And or, I think that's or 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 uh, uh, another one, and the one that a lot of times we don't like to hear is maybe it will be smaller than that other job yeah. or that whatever, but earthly smaller for sure. But but spiritually, wait, wait. spiritually bringing you so much closer to God, dude. And might might be a great segue because I know me and you started talking about this, right? Yeah. Like you brought up the idea, and you've already said to this point, right? They have this identity. They see these, uh, and I want you to kind of st- uh, talk about what we were talking about before. Where physically, yeah, people are praying over yeah. you because they see this physical ailment, yeah. but. We ain't living just no, this, sure. this physical ain't much. This is, and, and I, I just, I just, of it. I just, I just uh, actually, uh, uh, um, I was actually um, highlighted this one the other day. Um, I think mm, I want to say it was was I reading like Second Timothy or something like that, um, where it was talking about maybe it was First Timothy is is like you know like physical, um, you know again our like physical health. It, the the verses um, I'm I'm not not I'm paraphrasing here, but the, it's like physical health is great, but spiritual health is most important. Is most important right? because this this phys, our physical health like yeah this body will pass like okay. again this is not my this is a temporary home a temporary 100%. shell that I'm that I'm in right and it's it's important right yeah. because again it does affect my my spiritual health mm-hmm. and all these things that you know again this is my temple right I, yeah. I get it right but also with that being said too is again in your perspective and how I would love for you to share with that right. Mm-hmm. is that a lot of times they think that like as you mentioned right they they may feel more sorry for you when in reality you're like i see it from a different perspective <laughs> right and so yeah go ahead and 100 yeah. percent. so real quick i want to talk about what you said earlier for you were talking about how you hit on something that's huge it's like when you're in god's will for your life or close to it like you you start to realize something that you mentioned that really resonated with me was that you know, you talked about how, you know, when it's something that might be smaller or it might be whatever, it makes a greater impact. I'll tell you right now in my own life, I'm currently unemployed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm coaching as a volunteer college, or college baseball, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm pursuing the ministry. I'm yeah. going back to school, and I've been posting content about my faith and things, and I'm at the most peace I've ever been in. Yeah, I'm in the closest I've ever been to God. I'm going to young yeah. adults. I'm going to that, and I'm unemployed. I just moved out of my own place, and I'm like, I got rent due. I got all these things, but for sure, but there is no worries in my heart at all because I know God's got it. And mm-hmm. I was in a bunch of other places where you could say I've been more successful, yeah. but I have never been Earthly. more peace. Yeah. Exactly, earthly success that I have never been more happy in my life. Like I got people like you in my life who are great. Uh, Christ-centered people that we have similar interests. I got people at the church. I got mm. shout out to my boy Joe Singley. He's one of my best friends. A mm. uh, Christian guy with the Reds. You know, like, but those people like keep you going in that. Like, regardless of what I have going on right now, earthly, I'm as close as I've ever been to God in this journey. Yeah. And that was something I wanted to test, like, uh, testify to that even if it's changing, your season's changing. If you seek God, like, He's gonna provide this. On his, like a main insane amount of peace you can't even really comprehend yeah, yeah. and we, so we, we don't even I, we don't even just to add, literally add to that is the same thing too is like we don't know it, it if if you don't have a relationship with god me and you can just be like yeah yeah god's yeah. peace right but like 
literally somebody out externally being like we we don't even know like if you're asking just generally asking somebody like hey like how do you get god's peace like well it's like you know like when my money's good when this is when all these all this external (laughs) environment right has to look how it how i would like it to look Mm -hmm. right like for all the relationships have to be how i'd like them to Mm -hmm. be all this it's all it's external Mm -hmm. right where God's peace is an internal, right? Like, again, like God's spirit inside of me is like that peace that I have. Is, mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't make any sense. For sure. For anybody that is outside their faith, they'd be like, how are you so, like, the building is on fire Literally. right now. Like, why are you, and, I, and and one of the things I think about with this, uh, before we go back into that, is, for example, and again, this is outside of, I think this is important, is like, have you ever seen those, like, monks that uh, there's like that one monk that like lit himself on fire mm-hmm. and he was like literally burning and he had like, yeah. has this, and I, and I explained that like from a, a spiritual standpoint, like that's not something that is, um, that is not something that it, like, that is a, a, a spiritual, the only way that like, again, uh, someone was explaining it in this other way is being like, if you look at some of the greatest, you know, uh, people in history that mm-hmm. have overcome these extreme, you know, things, it's more rooted, mm-hmm. right. In a much deeper place than the surface level piece mm-hmm. that a lot that the world talks about. Most, right. And so, yeah, again, just segue kind of into as well that yeah. like people are seeing this physical exterior yeah. right? and Jesus called out about these For physical sure. exteriors comparatively to like what was going on in your soul and sure. your heart and what he spoke about from there. Absolutely. You know? So we'll, we'll, I'll kind of dive back, uh, you know, answer, you know, the second half of that question. The first one was just talking about, you know, this kind of goes back into when I opened up about what people saw me in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. I think that where I've matured now in just a short amount of time and getting closer to God is, and I've always kind of viewed this because I've had family members with anxiety and depression. I've had family members who passed away. I've had things where, like, I understand tomorrow's not guaranteed and be thankful for today, like this song Tomorrow by Central Live. Yeah. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. That's a banger, by the way. Shout out to Central Live. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it, it's so real because I resonated with that so hard because it's like, people always ask me, like, are you afraid to die? Like, I'm like, mm. and I use a silly, like, a stupid example, but I'm like, you could be outside in an airplane in a frozen turd could fall out from an airplane <laughs> yeah. and hit you right on the head. Yeah. And, like, it, it's a dumb example, but it's yeah. like, the most bizarre things could happen. The AC yeah. unit could hit you when you're walking, like yeah. like when you're walking by someone's house, right? You know, yeah. like, but these are stupid examples, but I say that and it's like, yeah, I might have 120 resting heart rate. I might have, you know, uh, you know broken over 300 bones. I uh, might have a big head, whatever the case may be. <laughs> like, well, I got these things wrong, but at the end of the day, it's like anything could happen. And so it's like, yeah. I've chosen to live my life and be like, what is God going to do with me? Like, how am I going to be able to lead people to him and live my life for him? Because, like, anything could happen to any one of us. And so, for me, it's like, I've gained this perspective that I don't believe my situation is any greater, any smaller, like, than anybody's. Like, what I mean by that is, like, yeah, I've had surgeries. Yeah, I've had dark times. I've broken bones. I've had legs facing different directions. I've had, you could think it, I've probably experienced it. I've been dropped but numerous times by people. Mm. Boom. Ended up in hospital things. But I say all that, like, mine's just a physical thing. Like, you can see it. Mm. But there's people out there with mental health struggles. There's people out there with spiritual struggles. You can't even come to fathom what that experience is like. And so I am so blessed. Like, like Mm. I cannot really explain where I don't like to say, like, oh, 
just because I see other people have it worse, like, it makes me more appreciative. But in a way, it does. Like, it makes me sense, like, okay, how can I use my situation and my hurts and struggles to maybe impact someone who's maybe gone through a similar season yeah. or the same season or maybe something yeah. even worse? And so I always try to remind people, is like, we don't know what's really going on. We don't really know what's going on. And I think nowadays with mental health being such a big thing and, yeah, yeah. and, and spiritual warfare being even greater than it's ever been, I mean, I believe God's making a big move right now in this world, and as he always has, but, like, even more so, like, I just see way more, like, creators and people posting the word and this, yeah, yeah. And, and whatever, like, God is on a move, and I think that we just have to do a great job as a society and Christians to really just welcome people with open arms and just remember that what we always see on the outside isn't always what's on the inside, no. and I'm gonna follow that up with I talked about how I feel like God's using my story. Like, I'm at the prayer tent at, at Central, at a prayer mm -hmm. table. People will come up to me and be like, I only chose you because you're disabled, and I feel that you probably won't judge me for something I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Because you probably experienced something that I'm experiencing. And, I, and, and boy, like, I tell you what, if I'm not prayed up, because I know it's about to drop, like, a 12-6 curveball in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't going to be, like, a little, you know. Light. It's yeah. not going to be, you know, slow-pitch softball, you know. It's not going to yeah. be slow, right? It's yeah. going to be, you know, a fast-pitch riser, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. going to be some heat there. And yeah. so I just think that's, like, something that you have to keep your eyes on, that you don't know how God's going to use your past hurt to help others. Oh, it's so big. I think I think this all the time. So I, I don't know. Um, you, you've met Skylar now, right? Yes. Right. So like Skylar, for example. So Skylar, uh, again, uh, one of my really good friends, he's uh, launched the Aliante location here at yep. uh, Branch Office Central. And again, like I've been with him. I don't know if you knew this part. Maybe uh -oh. you did. Maybe you did. Um, I, I might have mentioned it, but like the young adults that you went to. Yep. That's the group that we brought over there. Really? Yeah, we the young adults they tried multiple other times and it mm. hadn't worked at Central. Really? But then we went to young adult. We launched that young adults group. Yeah. I was over there and we aged out of it and yeah. now You're we old. Did that. Yeah, I'm old now. You know. <laughs> so we had to go out Alante. But yeah, no, like me, Tay, Sky. You know, again, Drell was a leader. Like we all, we were all like leading and led the Bible studies there That's for incredible. for a while and helped people with that 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 the transitions and kind of set up the foundation for you That's know awesome. how how it's running now but like um the same thing too though is like skylar was the main lead with that but the reason i brought up skylar is very similar but just in a different way he's covered head to toe in tattoos yeah right but he's one of the nicest yes one of the nicest people right thing. and so and also too like he's been through he's been homeless he's been yeah. through like all these things so like it, it there's a softness mm -hmm. that it brings uh like him as well it's like where Again, it's like disarming where you walk in church and you're like, oh, man, I don't belong here. Like, oh, there's all these everybody's in suits and all these other things. Well, yeah. like, so first off, Central's not like that. No. Second it's off. okay to not yeah, be okay, yeah, brother. It's okay not to be okay. Like, you know, <laughs> they're up there in jeans, ripped jeans. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're, not and back. They're, yeah, they're Jays on or whatever, right? Like, they're doing their thing, right? But also, too, like, along with that is, like, I think about that. You know, Skylar specifically for that location is like you walk in thinking going to church and you're like, oh man, like I walk in, this guy's got tattoos, all the things. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, like if this guy's like speaking through, and I, I think specifically there as well. And one of the things it reminds me of is um, when Jesus is also, I, 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 I was thinking back when he was talking about like talking to about the Pharisees, right? And he's mm -hmm. talking about like how gold, you know, like the outside, the exterior, right? They're like sure. a cup that is gold and plated on the outside. Everything's good. But meanwhile, like in the inside, like they're rotting. For sure. And, and again, it's, it, while it is, 
was well, well, some people are like, oh, well, that's like mean. He just told someone like on the outside, they're, mm -hmm. they're golden inside, they're writing. And like, no, 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 like you saying the truth, like with love is for us, like we've fallen in love with these, the physical appearance, sure. the aesthetics, you know, especially here being Vegas, it's aesthetic central. Like everything is aesthetic. Literally. Right. And so again, like plastic surgery has never been, you know, <laughs> higher. It hasn't been a bigger thing. Like all these things, like we've fallen in love with how things look mm. exteriorly. Um, and again, how, and if you think about that, right, like with what that's tied to, right, is like the Prince of Deception. Well, the Prince of Deception is how we perceive something to be, but it mm. is not, mm -hmm. right? And so the Prince of Deception is amazing at aesthetics, mm -hmm. right? Like the, the, we always think of like the enemy, like we, uh, when we think about like the enemy, we think about like the horns, like the, For like sure. this ugly creature, this other thing, right? But the Bible does not describe oh. him like that at all. Not at all. It actually describes him the opposite, mm -hmm. right? That he is, uh, actually very appealing yep that we would be very drawn mm -hmm. to it that he would deceive us that For it's sure. very easy to slip into his grasp that it, like he's walking around like a like a roaring lion, yes. right um on the hunt and that um again along with that like we think that we'd be so easy to be able to point out evil mm. when in reality it's like it's the opposite it's right yep. and so i think that's like important there like you know these movies like they they, they you know point out this yeah you know the the horns and this like pitchfork, oh, yeah, pitch you know, yeah. like enemy when in reality, like, like, no, like, and, and also too, the other thing is, is we start to think like the enemy is like out there, mm. like somewhere out there when in reality, like, no, 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 like he's taking mm -hmm. root in our heart. For sure. Like he's in here, right? He's mm -hmm. like, he's in me too, right? Mm -hmm. Like again, like there, there's, there's, if I'm not careful and I'm not discerning and I'm yeah. not with God and all those things, like he'll take it. Uh, a Wiggles millimeter at a time. Yep. Wiggle away at a time. You know, the thing, uh, just funny because it happened to me last night that I, I said that is because uh, I've heard that so many times, like, you know, the enemy is okay with moving a millimeter at a time, right? Mm -hmm. It will slowly take over your heart. For sure. But also too, when I was thinking about that, some reason it popped in my head last night when I was doing my alone time with God in the shower and God's, and then he goes, he goes, yeah, the enemy is okay. I was like, the enemy will move like a millimeter at a time. And he was like, yeah, but I can move mountains. Mm. Like, <laughs> That's like he, 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 he great he's done all this work and he's done all these things in your heart and he's like i can take away like this exactly yeah like every all the work he's done with a breath he yep. says i'll take out the enemy Sorry. like he, again i'm so much more powerful right yep. it's like again the 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 enemy, like what he, uh, we did podcasts on this a while back ago, is first off, he likes to paint himself as the yin and yang, mm. right? Like the the counterpart, the evil of the mm. good, when in reality, he never was. Mm. Like he was never, he was, an, he never. was again, uh, a lot of people, again, going back into the enemy on this side, is again, he was an angel, right? Which is underneath God, yep. right? Doesn't it's just God's creation, another yep. one of God's creator uh, creations, and again, along with that, like angels are not equivalent to God, sure. right? Like, he's not, he's not the counterpiece, like, he, he never did have a chance, mm -hmm. like, you know, what I'm saying, like, there, he wants, like, I, I've said this before, but like, he loves to give out this impression and to create doubt in your head that he's on the same playing field mm -hmm. as God and that he even has a chance, like, he's like, he's like a, a rightful, yeah. um. Uh, like man, like God's really gonna struggle with this one. But like, and Revelations does not say that at all. It's, no. like, it's like, no, no, God will come and take him out with a breath. Yeah, like it's 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 it, you're not even a struggle, you know, sure. to God, right? Because again, God is the Alpha, the Omega, and all these Absolutely. things. And that's where Hollywood and all these other things they paint these mm. videos of like you know like exorcisms and like all these other things to like almost like you know like God has to just like struggle to overcome mm -hmm. like the enemy, like they're like that's his grateful like enemy. Mm -hmm. That's like you know the yin and yang of it. Um, 
And I just think that that's so important for us to remember is like how powerful God really is Absolutely. because like that's the enemy's like deception is to for make sure. us think uh, that like he's an equivalent, mm -hmm. like, you know, like the opposite of, you know, with that. And I for think sure. that's so important for us and, to point out. you know, I think it kind of leads into something that I've been harping on. It's just, you know, one of the biggest things I'm really trying to work on this season of my life is practicing gratitude. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing because it can shift your mindset and, you know, talking about how God is so powerful and how he moves. I've been saying this season ever since, uh, you know, um, the end of last year, and I went into 24 with this, is your current season is a past prayer. That was one of my first videos that I posted on my social media. And what that means to me, it's, it's, it's simple but powerful. There's so many times you're like, we're, we're humans. We want the next best thing. We got desires. You know, God, mm. oh, God, tell me I want to do this. Well, you don't know the timing. You still want to go for it. Yeah. We're always looking for that next thing, right? That we tend to forget what God's done today and in the past to get us to where we are today. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, what I mean by in your current season, the past prayer, it's like, I bet you no matter how dark your day is right now, you can look at something you're experiencing right now in this season of your life that you prayed for in the past. Mm. And I use an example, really simple. I was like, Amen. I'm going to the grocery store, man. You really yeah. wanted this brand of chips, you know, or whatever the case may be. You went home that night and you didn't even think of it. You didn't take the prayer that serious. But you're like, God, next time I go to Smith's, bro, I'd really like some, you know, the next yeah. brand of chips, you know. And so you go back to Smith's, you got the chips, but you totally forgot you prayed that prayer. And you're like, sure. God, why aren't you Why aren't you moving, dog? Yeah, like, yeah. I've asked for this in this prayer. I've asked for this. But he's like, yeah. I got you chips. I got you. I got yeah, you yeah. the family. It I got you all the, the, time. the bills. And so I think it's such an empowerful thing to remember that your current season, man, is a past prayer. Because, like, for sure. And I can say it in my own life, like, for me, I was like, God, look, like, I'd love to move back to Las Vegas and get involved with Central. Yeah. I'm at where I'm at. I already told you what I've been struggling with, right? Yeah. Unemployment, all this other crap, but like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he's still moving. He, he's still moving. Yeah, but, yeah. but, like, not just saying that. It's just like, I'm already looking like, Okay, I've met people that are Christ followers that have similar interests like yourself. I've been able to move independently. I'm 21 in a wheelchair living independently. Most people aren't doing that at that age or with the wheelchair regardless. Like, yeah, yeah. that's all God. That's God making a way when there wasn't a way. And so yeah, yeah. I think that just reminds us how great and powerful God is. When we just kind of take a step back and think, okay, what in my current season is he doing that like maybe I just, I, yeah. I forget. Because I, I get, personally, one of my biggest frustrations is, like, to out there, just, like, we tend to take for granted of the little things because, like, for me, I am very appreciative of everything because it's, like, I know what it's like to not be able to breathe. Yeah. Like, I know what it's like doing, yeah. like, your arms stick, you know, facing that direction. And, and I know, and I'm not saying that out of pity. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it has made me way more appreciative of just the little things. Like, being able to see my family when I go home or being able to see whatever, mm -hmm. like, it has shown God's faithfulness to another element, but I had to be willing to take a step back and want to seek him in those little things. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing. Yeah, I think it's an important piece because the other thing is, is like even perspective-wise, right? Sometimes, you know, you can build this, um, like I, I, for me, for me, uh, it comes back to gluttony. And what mm -hmm. I mean by this too, a lot of people talk, one of the sins that doesn't get a lot of talk, and then again, Michael Todd does a, a series on this too, and he talks through it, but like, we always assume it's like, first off, we don't even use the word 
mm. today. It's like gluttony. What does that even mean? Mm. And then the second thing on top of that, then when we, let's say you have a partial understanding of the word gluttony and you think about it just as like a food thing, mm. like, oh, I just like, I like more food, more food. I can't okay. control myself with food. And like, that's a way that like, again, for example, a lot of people go to food to tend with like trauma, right? Absolutely. Like, like, let's say you had a breakup and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm getting ice cream. Or I'm doing all this stuff. Right. And it's like a device for me. For right. Sure. But like. It, gluttony has much more to do when he talks about like the Bible talks about gluttony. It's it's more of a sin of I need more, mm. right? Like this isn't enough, mm -hmm. and that's like what we're telling God. Like what you've given me isn't enough. Mm -hmm. What you provided isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Like I need more. Always in search of needing sure. more. Like so for me, how gluttony played out in my life was with achievement. Mm. No matter what I achieved, I, I needed way. more. Right. Because it was a high for me. Right. Yep, it was a, it was a, you know, and then, but the problem was, is like, I would, I would struggle for it, struggle for it, struggle mm -hmm. for it. And then as soon as I would get it, it would be, it didn't yep. matter to me anymore because it was over. I've already achieved it. So that it was like right onto the next thing, right onto the next thing, right onto the next thing. And I really struggled with those things. Like the gratitude was a massive struggle mm -hmm. in my life. And that's what I mean by that too. It's like a lot of people th believe that gratitude is something that's based on external circumstance. Mm right? They believe that I can only have gratitude when all of these things that I want to happen, mm. happen. The problem is, like you said, so many of the things that you did want to happen did happen, but since they've already happened you don't appreciate it anymore, mm. right? It's You only wanted it because you couldn't have it. Now you have it, you don't appreciate it. Mm. So then instead, it, when you understand that gratitude is a perspective For sure. and that it is not an external circumstance, mm. right? And then it is, it is at a muscle, right? Yeah. That we can develop, yep. right? And that's why we even have a gratitude wall, right? Like over that. there, right? Our gratitude wall, with these with our, our our players is we're trying to develop in them a perspective mm. that is of reflection mm. and also too that like you know again like we are in search of like i remember this and this was going back in the baseball here is i would train and train and train because i was like you know again baseball i was passionate right like that was sure. my thing i was i could tell you every you know again i always say the story like i could tell you what's every time a sprinkler turned on anywhere in the park next to my house mm -hmm. like 2 30 in the morning because i was out there running sprints mm. when i was in high school like again like achievement was a big deal like making it in baseball and like mm -hmm. that passion for me it was like a deep drive but again i that's where i was finding value mm -hmm. now the problem is is i would train 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 and then a big time moment in the game boom i'd hit a homer mm -hmm. right but this is where I started becoming mindful of my heart condition. Mm. I'd hit the homer, big time moment. My dugout is losing their mind, right? So juiced. And you said it was all me. Well, no, even worse. I hit first base and be like, yeah, but that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Right? Like, and when I say that, somebody's like, well, that's okay. Well, that's good. All these other things. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me tell you the depth behind it. Even when I did what I was trying to train and all those other things, mm -hmm. I wouldn't let myself have it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, even when I did achieve it, it would be like, well, yeah, that's what I trained for. Mm. Like I was almost like angry with myself. For like sure. I should be doing this all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like this, because it wasn't filling the cup of the suffering. Mm. All the things that I put into it, all the work mm -hmm. that I had to do for it, that moment wasn't filling me up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then later on, I would get home and I'd be like, Man, that was pretty cool. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hit a home run in a big game, like all the things. But in yeah. the moment, I'm like, yeah, like this is what I trained for. Like for sure. I should be doing that. Like, mm. It's like I expected the result. Like I, like, like, I deserved mm. that result and I actually deserved even more mm. than I was getting. This isn't enough. 
right? Like, and that spirit of gluttony, like inside of my heart and Mm -hmm. of achievement is, it left me without a place of Mm -hmm. like gratitude and also too led to some places of, you know, again, some dark, you know, dark things and and, and like how I, and again, it started coming out on how I would treat others because if somebody, this hurt me coaching, I was a guy that was a workhorse. Mm. So when somebody was lazy, Mm -hmm. but they got results, it made you mad. It made me resentful. Yeah. Right? You don't deserve that. Yep. You ain't done the work I did. Mm. I did three times the work you did. How are you batting 400? I'm, I'm struggling to get in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know? How are you hitting home runs? Like, dude, I stay and hit after every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you? And, and then as a coach, it, it gave me an issue. It gave me mm. a problem coaching those athletes because mm. all I knew was suffering. Sure. Right? And so I looked at them and wanted them to suffer like I suffered to struggle like I struggled mm. subconsciously, right? This is all reflection as like God has right healed here. me from a lot of this stuff. And so I was a bad coach for those players because first off, you shouldn't want your players to suffer, okay? <laughs> yeah. right? You shouldn't want them. And also, and also too, I, I say this to people all the time because sometimes people, I've had people do that to me, right? Yeah. Like well, they don't have what you know sure. I have, right? They don't have, they haven't, they're not in the position that I'm in, mm. right? And so they're like, uh, and also too, I'm the youngest, sibling in my family so yeah. they're always like you're the spoiled one you know like, yeah, like yeah, maybe the family right? but but again i think that perspective is like learning as well it's like you're right like i've stand i'm standing on the shoulders of mm. giants absolutely right like i do like for example i didn't pave that road out there mm. someone else paved that mm-hmm. road right i didn't build america mm. you know what i'm saying someone else built it right and then that we're standing all on the shoulders of right. all these people of yep. privilege that we have of of being able to stand from that and you're right like i didn't have to go through the suffering like the guys did back in the 1720s mm. like I, I i didn't yeah right and and also too for someone else to get to a place in my life too um let's say for example let's say again like you were born into worse poverty than i was right like let's say that you were born into much more family trauma than i had or whatever those things and you had to overcome these things and this is where from my own experience right that i've learned these lessons is that when you start to hang your accomplishments as your identity Mm. then what it starts to do is then when others didn't have to go through those things Mm. to get those same things it creates resentment mm. because you have pride that's built up because you For have sure. pride in your accomplishments. Yeah. And now that separation, not only from you and the person, but also too, now think about this. This was another big one for me was, well, if I did it, how can I give God credit for it? Mm. It's my, it's my dub. Mm-hmm. If I give him gratitude, I'm losing mm. status. Dude, that's, that, that's deep because- it, I resonate with that because um, I just want to stop you there for a second because, like, you know, I struggle with the Bible verse, and I'm, uh, well, it's like whether I eat or drink, you know, I got to do everything with the glory of God, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I paraphrase. Yeah. yeah. And my apologies. And um, that's okay. There's, there's a lot of verses in there. <laughs> no, literally. And so, yeah. But as someone like, as it, like uh, earlier on, you know, in the faith, I was like, when I'm drinking water, how can I like drink water for God? Like, like, it, like, like. Same. And I, I was I like, hear you. I hear I'm you. smacking on canes. Like, well, how, am I, <laughs> how am I supposed to be like, all right, Jesus, this is for you. This bite right here, bro. Yeah, like, for sure. But I understood as I'm a matured, it was like yeah. your heart posture. It was like, yeah. okay, are you appreciative that you were able to get the canes? Were you appreciative yes. that you were yeah. able to even have water? Yeah. Or, it, how did, or how did you speak to that yes, lady at, at the, the canes, canes when you exactly. got the food and all this stuff? Exactly. exactly. Like, so that was your heart I wrestled with too is like, 
whoa, like, okay, like, I, that was so confusing for me. And so that's, I just wanted to kind of interrupt you on that because yeah. I thought that was something that was so, like, confusing yeah. in a way because yeah. I was like, I'm understanding I got to give things to God. I understand that, like, I kind of did it, but, like, it's his, you know, like you said. And so it's like, at the end of the day, when you realize, like, I'm just going to go back again to, like, Pastor Judd said, like, when you realize, like, God gives you everything you have, yeah. Whether it's your gifts, abilities, materialistic things, everything, yeah. your whole mindset shifts to be like, I'm just a vessel for him, and everything is his. Yeah, and 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 I want to add this: to it. if you're stuck here and you're being like, yeah, but like I made those choices, like I did mm. those things, but okay, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you something that's gonna shake you. Let's I'm sorry, it. it steps on my own toes too. Let's do it. All right, there's someone else that's done exactly what you did or more. And hasn't gotten that result. Mm. So if it's just your work mm. and it's just what you've done, well, then everyone that does that work and does those things should get that result. Mm. And that's just not the truth. That's a fact. And then also, too, there's people that have done less that do have that result yep. or better. Yep. So if it's just based off of what you've done and your decisions and your works and yep. your self-control and your blah, 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 blah. It's not the same outcome it, for it's everybody. It's not the same outcome for everybody. It's not You're the right. same algorithm. That's, right? Which that's means that God, there's a variable in there, mm -hmm. right? That just because I do this work doesn't guarantee an outcome. Mm. And that's where I... I because I used to, this would built up a lot of resentment inside me too. And I had to come to the wisdom side of this, right? Of God blessing me with this is again, I did work way mm -hmm. harder than a lot of, mo again, I was at an academy. Mm -hmm. I knew like I was there open to close. Sure. I was, you know, again, like Taylor knows what it was her uncle's academy. I was there where 2 a.m. Mm. cleaning the place, cleaning toilets, <laughs> catching bullpens, doing the th doing yeah. everything, hitting a million times a day, sure. all these things, and not having the results of some mm. of these other guys, right? And so, yes, you could say it's like what you're working on and all these things, but no. But here's the thing, and again, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm speaking to the choir here right now for you is like, yo, okay, look. Also, we're also blessed, literally from birth genetically yeah. with different things right like uh, my uh her uh, taylor's uh, grandfather used to always tell me he was a big heavy set heavy set puerto rican and he used to go well you know i could have desires to be a jockey i just wasn't built that way you know like and <laughs> so like and again like and also too right like it, it as well like you know again I'm, I'm sorry to break this to you i don't know if this is one of your dreams but if one of your dreams is to be a sumo wrestler no, like, you know what i'm saying like it might it not be and it's the same thing for baseball <laughs> yeah, like i'm real like and for but, sure but, but you know i love this that you brought this up because yeah. i was you know this is amazing because a lot of it is you know i think it's a lot of it we shift our mindset like we have to focus on what God's given you, not what we wish God gave us. Yes, and which, I think which is saying that you know better than God. Yes, exactly, because you know? it's like, and I'm so thankful for my family to do this yeah. because I, I give a lot of this, like my dad and the Lord speaking through my dad. My dad never allowed me to play victim. Yeah. My dad never allowed me to just be like, well, that sucks. Like, yeah. you know, I'm handicapped. And, like, and if they, <laughs> if somebody knows you, and if somebody knows you, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, is again, since I've known you, you never you. There is a a pride that not like not like a like a spiritual pride, right? Yeah. That you carry like, and not one time have I ever felt like you felt like a victim sure. of your circumstance, sure. and, right? And, and, and I wanted to bring up why you thought that is. So yeah, yeah I, I love that you. Oh, yeah, so this is this is something that I think is important. It's like you, it's okay. So this is this. I might get some backlash for this, but <laughs> I, I I love it because it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah, I think that. A lot of it's nature nurture. I think it's the way you're yeah. raising some of it. Because yeah. my dad, so like, for instance, I had friends over, right? We had them all over. We played NBA 2K. 
Yeah. They got bored. Like, I want to go watch. I want to go shoot outside in your real hoop. Mm-hmm. Well, you think I'm going to be able to go play basketball? No. Yeah. But my get, my dad said, no, you're going to go out there and sit with them. You're going to talk yeah. smack and you're going to ref. Uh-huh. You're still going to be in small, like involved, yeah. but it looks different. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're less than. It doesn't mean victim feel bad laying in your bed be like, oh, I can't do it because, you know, I can't yeah. go play basketball. It's the same thing for my passing in baseball. Yeah. At the real age, I was like, I used to play Miracle League here in town. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's cool, but I like to keep the rules. I like to compete. Like, yeah. this wasn't fun for me. So I got yeah. deep into the analytics. I got deep into the ways I could yeah. impact the game. I was yeah, like, yeah. wait a minute. I still love baseball. I can't quite play. Yeah. But what has God gifted me with? God's sure. gifted me with the ability to speak to people. Yeah. God's given me the ability to be able to reach people that probably aren't, you know, uh, where I am in life and those types of things. Or, mm. But it was this mindset shift that I made early on in life. It's like, okay, God, I'm not going to ask why you didn't give me this, but can I get into, like, what you did give me yeah. and how I can use that? Can we, can we like, set an alarm right now that just goes spiritual blessing, <laughs> right? It's because, like, I, I think about that, right? It literally reminded me of that clip. And I'm going to twist it kind of uh, what I was talking about with you about the chosen, that chosen clip, right? Where Jesus comes up with a man that's disabled, can't Mm -hmm. walk um, um, at, at at the pool. Right. And, um, and again, don't think this isn't some YMCA, right? We're talking about like this, this pool at the time, if you don't know the story Mm -hmm. was supposed to be like, um, like a uh, spiritual, like healing type, you know, the water would start bubbling and they would all rush to get to the middle and like the healing from it. So like this man was laying by this pool for like 38 years, Mm. like he'd been laying here. Right. And so Jesus walks up to him and he's like, you know, he's like, he's like shalom like you know like like how are you doing today like and yeah. again this is also on a sabbath so you know again there's supposed to be no you know again there's not supposed to be no work yeah you know, quote unquote and um and he's like hey you know i got a question for you and he's like would you like to be healed mm. right and and he's like he's like what do you mean? Like, would I like to be healed? Like, I've been laying here. You think I'm laying by this pool for no reason? Like, over, you know, like, what do you mean? Would exactly. I like to be healed, yeah. right? Like, it makes no sense from an earthly perspective, mm. but like spiritually, like where Jesus is coming from, why this grabbed me the other day too as well. And then also too, this is where we miss. We see the physical blessing, but mm. that's not, Jesus, no. like, he's not concerned with the physical. He'd been suffering with that. But spiritually mm. is what make that physical blessing, Absolutely. as Judd mentioned, like, yep. actually something that was rooted. Because when he left, it wasn't like he just got up and walked away and, like, mm. everything was great. Spiritually, it changed his heart. Absolutely. Right? It changed who he was. But what he says to him, is, again, basically what happens is, you know, again, like, this man... Basically, what he would do again, this has been for 38 years. What he would do is the water would start to bubble, and all of these people would be around trying to get blessed and right mm-hmm. and have healing in some way, some fashion. And they would all run in. This guy would try to like crawl in, mm-hmm. you know, on, on his elbows, right? Like mm-hmm. crawling into this this pool, right? Every single time it would start to bubble. But again, like as you can imagine, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> There's all these other people that are just yeah. running in, right? And he's over here trying to drag, drag himself in, pull himself in. And so Jesus asked him, he's like, would you, would you like to be healed? And then so in the chosen, um, in the chosen, you know, the guy starts giving all the reasons, you know, because he's like, well, I, I'm trying to be healed. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to fall into the thing. And then, and then Jesus is like, hey, I didn't ask you about like, you know, who's helping you. Mm. I didn't, I'm not asking you about who's not helping you. Mm-hmm. I'm also not asking you about all the reasons why it hasn't worked or all the things, the things I'm asking you, right? If you knew who I was, mm-hmm. right? If like, if you knew who I am, I'm asking about you, mm. right? And so it reminded me in this way, like, yes, in this way, we think about it physically, mm-hmm. but 
flip-flopping that and tying that back in, yeah, a lot of us spiritually will have all these reasons mm. why we don't have these fruits, mm. right? Why we're not as, you know, why we're not, you know, successful or why we're all these other things that we find in this world. But like, again, okay, well, like, no, no, God's talking. He's asking you specifically, like with your heart, like, mm the you know your love like your mercy, your grace your gentleness your goodness your you know your self-control because again, again i always bring that one up because we always forget about self-control being a fruit and again mm -hmm. like the reason i have the self-control that i can have is because of my because of god and mm -hmm. like my my foundation but i i think about this as well of um this perspective of in that moment when god asking and you saying that earlier of being like god asking like hey like there's healing here that I almost think about. Um, I want to give a, a perfect example of this. You know, uh, I think it's called, uh, I think the movie's called Shallow How. You know that movie? <laughs> okay, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not a. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I might be wrong in the movie too. Who knows if I even got the right name wrong? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the wrong movie. Okay, so um, it's the guy where he. Um, uh, and again, I could be wrong with the, the movie name. I'm bad with names. Anyways. So the movie is the, the, or the guy where he is, uh, <laughs> he, he basically, uh, they do this like wish or something where he starts seeing all women as like gorgeous. Mm. Right. And, and like, so some of these guys, girls that he ends up dating are like these, like, you know, yeah. some, some of these bigger women or like they have all these, is it? Am I right on the name? Yeah. And so like, they're all, all these other all these other things that are uh, that are happening where, again, like he sees everyone and all these women, mm -hmm. all these people are dating. He's like, how are these girls like into me? Like, mm -hmm. and, and it's it's such an interesting movie. But I, what I mean by this is nothing really changed, but his perspective mm. did, right? Mm. While the movie had a different meaning and they went a different direction, <laughs> I, I, I think about that all the time that I could be in the same exact situation, but have, but have a very different perspective, perspective. Because at the end of the movie, one of the things that he brings up, and this is also what I think about with like some of the secular stuff, is sometimes God will bring meaning out of like again, I don't need to be in church to get a message from God. Right? Like I could be in the middle of nowhere. I could be in the I could be in the you know yeah. the, the valley, yeah. right? And God show me something you know through He uses everything, yeah. right? And so I, at the end of the movie, he's like, "Why did you take?" Because again, all of a sudden he mm -hmm. goes back to his old perspective, and he's like, "Why did you take that from me?" Like mm -hmm. I would have lived in that perspective mm. for the rest of my life basically and he's not saying perspective but like how he saw these women and these and again his opportunities and all these mm -hmm. other things right and like how happy he was and i think about that as well like the spiritual blessing mm -hmm. right is a perspective shift for sure right that leads to gratitude and also too for me to see the world different mm. it doesn't mean that the world changed yeah but the way you but how it. i view it Yep. Changed. 100%. And that is the spiritual blessing that I could have exactly, I could, I could be exactly where I'm same at circumstance. right now with the same physical limitations, yep. with the same, you know, uh, financial limitations or setbacks or struggles or be in prison or whatever that is right for you. But spiritually, the blessing is I can see it in a very mm. different way. Because if I explain to you when you hear, and we talked about this with Paul, Right. When you hear Paul, right, and wrote like over half the New Testament, right, um, in the Bible, is that if we look at that and you look at his perspective, if I tell you about what's going on in his life, mm. you'd be like, you don't sound very blessed. Mm. 
you, you, you like again, and like some of his disciples struggled with physical ailments, right? Okay. We talked about this yeah. as well. You would say as well, being like, well, if you're so blessed by God and the God and the God that people put in their head, they start to think, well, my God, well, nobody would be suffering, mm. nobody. Be, and it's like, well, what you're imagining, first off, is heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amen. Like you're describing heaven. Amen. We'll be there, baby. There will be, there will be, there will be again no physical elements. There's no tears that are shed. There will be again all of us again. We'll be taking you yard up there, don't yeah. you? <laughs> but he's giving me the greatest vision. I love that. No, for sure, right? All of that stuff, right? And again, like what you're describing is you're wanting a heaven here now, mm. right? And what you're what you're yearning for, right? What like what you're struggling with the separation from is like mm. no, no, no. Which it there is that mm. right, but we're not there now, mm. right? And also, again, for us to keep that perspective as well as being like, there is no world and there is nobody, no matter how much money, no matter how much status, no no how no matter how much you know whatever we gain Stop. in this yeah. world yeah. that you that you have no trials, tribulations, mm. whatever. Have you ever met someone that has no problems? No, not again. <laughs> I've never met someone nope. that's like, nope, I got no problems. Everything's great. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how no. much. Uh, I don't care what. Where everybody For sure. shares suffering, right? I and mean, we For all sure. know what it's like to go through trials, tribulations, all those things. And again, um, we forget that all the time. Is that again that at 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 heart, right? It comes back to perspective because again, um, we had a a. Uh, Paige, she's the shortstop over at uh, yeah uh, uh, at, at Oregon. Yeah. yeah, so she shared again that podcast that we did mm-hmm. a little while back. We, you know when they went over and they 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 uh, do those trips when they go out of the country mm-hmm. and they go and they share. And so she was like, one of the things that like kind of led her and gave her that perspective is like, mm-hmm. I went to a place that they had far less mm-hmm. than what we had. They again, literally, again, they're like there's these. Think about this. There's literally people to this day that don't even have clean drinking water mm-hmm. yet. They're happy, mm-hmm. yet they're dancing, and then mm-hmm. and, and then they they have so much joy and peace and all these other things. And it's like, well, but hold on, I thought it was from what we achieved. Mm. I thought it was because we we needed that house mm. or that extra job or that all those other things. Like how how does and again that's a Western philosophy of like yeah. you know what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. When in reality, I was thinking, I was listening last night. Um, I was working out. I was listening to uh, NF. I don't, oh, yeah. 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 So of I, course. he's like, oh, of course. Of course. My dog. So I was listening to NF. And one of the things he says in one of his songs. What song? Um, I, I'm trying to remember which. I, 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 bro, I went through a whole playlist last night. While you I was, know the song, Oh, Lord? Yes. That song. Yeah. 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 Five. That's deep. Yeah. I was listening. I was, yeah. And it, it might be, um, oh, I think it starts with a G. It's like one word. Uh, gone it might be the, his song "Gone," um, but he. I'm trying to get back to the original thought of what he. Um, <laughs> he said he basically. Um, man, where were where were we at? Um, yeah, he basically he he basically just had this 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 sign of also too just like perspective wise of, you know, he's had these successes, mm-hmm. like he's had these other things, but also at the end of the day, like realizing realizing like there is this uh it's not tied to you know these earthly Mm. perspectives because again everybody thinks and i I think this was a blessing for me it was a blessing for me to achieve the things i set out to achieve Mm. because when i and at an early age because when i hit them all and i'm like that yeah, wasn't enough. This, this didn't do anything I thought I was going to do. Like, <laughs> no, 100%. Literally, you know what I'm saying? I backtracked. Literally. That's what brought me back to baseball. Like, bro, like 
I had the money, I had the job, I had, the, you know, lived in Austin, Texas, had the Mustang, had the thing, like all these things when I was growing up, it was like, check, check, check. Yeah. Oh, when all these things happen, like mm -hmm. I'm going to feel this way, bro. I had all those things and felt Dude, worse. Retweet. Literally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so retweet. Retweet. Dude, like, like literally. Had all those things felt worse. Dude, I'm like, I, ever since I was in third grade, what do you want to be when you're going to the world? I want to be a college baseball coach. Yeah. Boom. Got there, grinded my life yeah, away. Second. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, the Lord's like. Hey, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And so I think um, that was just something for me where uh, it was it was an impactful moment to realize that everybody has a God-sized hole in their heart. Yeah. And I think that is such a powerful thing within itself because if you, you could try anything in this world to fill that. But at the end of the day, if you don't fill it with God, you're going to always have that hole. And like you mentioned before, no one's perfect. No one, you know, has no troubles. And then the people listening, I really want to harp on this a little bit because I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what season it is. And I know it's easier said than done. But if you take a little bit out of your day and you ask God to change the desires of your heart and you ask God to change your perspective on your, your current circumstance, I promise that you will get this overwhelming sense of peace. I'm sure you'll be happier. N numerous things. And and this is yeah. something that I've been very blessed to learn at a younger age because I knew I only got one life. I only got this life, and I knew that Amen. God was going to use me for a reason and, and those type of things. And, yep. and, and I also think, like I said, it was my family and things like that, the way I was raised. But at the end of the day, I made that decision internally that, like, okay, God, let's, let's see. Let me take a step back and see what you can use this for. And so to anybody listening, I just want everybody to realize that, like, you're not alone in your story. God's with you. He's willing to intervene. You just have to spend time to seek him. And you have to make sure that you are willing to be able to be changed and, and, and uh, formed into the one that he's called you to be. And so I just wanted to kind of just touch up on that, guys. And, like, yeah. I didn't wake up one day and be like, oh, I feel this way and I'm not worried about my circumstance. Um, I'll be straight up and honest with the listeners. There's never one day I woke up and I was like, man, God, why, why am I in a wheelchair? It's never crossed my mind. And, 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 and it's, people are like, there's no way. And I'm just like, it's never. And I think it's because I've had this overwhelming sense of peace that I've seen worse. I've seen ways that God's moved. And it's yeah. like, there has to be a reason behind it. Yeah. And if you believe in Jesus alone i love your faith bro then it's like you there's no reason to doubt what god can do with your situation so amen i just really wanted to really put that out there and then yeah i also wanted to go back this is a little bit ago we had a couple topics that i think mm -hmm. i think were awesome there's three yeah. things i want to mention one you talked about your gratitude wall and talked about that yeah. you know i i shouted you out in my podcast i recorded oh, this cool. morning cool. with my with my buddy i was doing paddle Mally, great dude um but he we we're just talking about we we're talking about like Christian and, and baseball people and, and things about how you know how you put your faith first and and I really wanted to let these listeners know that like you can still practice gratitude while trying to you know have aspirations and grind and Amen. And, and that's the thing you can it's have like both you can have both and I and just here's the, the thing fire. literally yeah. and you here's the thing is like being content doesn't mean you're complacent yes and that is something yeah. I've heard and that's uh, something yeah. that. Literally, and, and it yeah, was yeah. good, and but I've even said that before, like I even heard that sermon, and but but Pastor Judd is amazing, comes out with bangers weekly, but bangers, literally, but like yeah, yeah, just because you can be content in your situation doesn't mean you're complacent. 
So it's like, yeah, I have aspirations. Like, this is something my dad always would say. This is a quote, and, and I can't say the whole quote, but he would just be like, Jesus is not going to come down and miracle your butt something. You got to put yourself in a position to win. And he's not saying that Jesus can't perform miracles. Yeah. He's saying that you have to put yourself in a position to God use you. If you don't, yeah. it's not going to, you can't eat Doritos and, you know, sit on the couch playing Xbox and being like, well, why can't I do this in life? Or why can't I do that? Yeah. You have to be proactive and, you know, work hard. But you can be content in that season where it's not necessarily yeah. where you want or where God's calling you to be. So I think it's really important to not confuse complacency with contentment yeah. and gratitude. And yeah. then the last thing I wanted to talk about, and then we can you can open up all, all three, three of these things, but you talked about earlier competitiveness and faith <laughs> and sports. And I yeah, think yeah, this yeah. is a messy. That's a messy one because messy. I'm sorry. When we're between that white lines, yep. I'm going all four wheels, six wheels. I got a six yeah, wheel down. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going. I'm going hard. Like, <laughs> and and it's not unethical. I'm not saying anything personal. I'm not doing anything. But I train my guys when we're on the field. We're we're taking care of business. And at the end of the day, like you know, and and uh, you know, that's that's what it's going to be. And I think there's a difference between confident and cocky. I think there's a difference between um, you know having sportsmanship and being like the nice guy right like when everybody yeah. thinks of sportsmanship they're like oh lovey dubby like let's give everybody a hug after the game no you just play the game the right way but it doesn't mean when i'm taking a hard 90 because i'm going to take that extra base if he makes yeah. a, a mistake you know and i'm still gonna be nice i might slide and maybe rough the guy up by accident but i did what i need to do to try to help my team win it doesn't make yeah. me a bad person i still was like hey man my fault i i just messed you up a little bit but I had to get the second to tie and run. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think sometimes people think it's like uh, another way of saying it, which obviously I think more people would agree with too as well. From the like, you don't need to lose to make God look good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. You, you you don't need you don't need to be passive, right? People think of Jesus and God too as this like pass. Like no, 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 he's the victor for sure. Like God's competing, yeah. right? He just it's just easy for mm -hmm. him, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Like again, he's like like there is no competition. Yeah, he's, right? he's, he's like playing against he, the Walmart third shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right. And so, um, I found I found I think the song that I was I was trying to find the exact verse too that I was the reason I was bringing that up of um because this ties in is um the the song too of uh NF this one is why. Yeah, I love that song. Right, and he goes. He starts the first verse with, "Yeah, what's your definition of success?" Yeah, right. And then he goes into, you know, like I don't trust the thoughts that come inside my head. Let's go. He's like, I know the whole song. I don't trust the things, the beats inside my chest. Again, I don't trust my heart. Right, who I am, who I want to be, cannot connect. Why? Don't think I deserve it. You get no respect. Like he, he goes down all these things, and one of the things people I love the most. Why? I'm gonna have you rap here in a second. And so, but there's this one line specifically where you know, again, where as he talks, he's saying like, "What's your definition of success?" And the one that, if I'm paraphrasing here, because I can't find the exact verse, is that. He's saying, and again, NF is, if you don't know, he's a, he's a rapper. Um, and he talks about God. I wouldn't necessarily call it worship yeah, or something like that, but like, um, he, he it's just like his, his internal struggle and he's just For like, sure. you know, through it. And it's, it's interesting. But one of the things he talks about is like, you know, your definition of success is like also just like, it's, it's 
freedom, mm-hmm. like spiritual freedom. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and that being different than some material blessing, mm-hmm. because again, I could have, cause again, uh, I heard somebody talk about this and I love this so much. Um, as a pastor was talking and it was about how, when our identity comes from something that can, that is variable, that mm-hmm. can change, that is dependent on our performance. Mm-hmm. So like, for, for example, let's say it's dependent on how much money we make. Well, guess what? Like you could lose your job tomorrow. And if that's your identity, then all of a sudden, then what are you worth now? If it, oh, it's, oh, it's worth on you being the superstar on the team, mm-hmm. well, on this team, you're well, not you're the injured. superstar, right? If you get injured, right? Or, 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 okay. Oh, it's, it's based on like your family and like your role inside your family. Well, like, guess what? Your kids grow up and mm-hmm. like your role changes. If it's based on, you know, um, what someone else thinks of you, well, guess what? That other person changes their mind all mm-hmm. the time, right? Not even all the time. It's just being like, hey, like this is based on if my identities come from like how you feel about me, maybe you're just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And it, now all of a sudden, like what is my worth? Now it's it's there where when our, our identity is based in inside of God, mm-hmm. right? And who... He, how he thinks about you like doesn't change his for love sure. for you doesn't change he's the same yesterday as he was today yeah. as he will be tomorrow right like god's character is the same and he's the one that defines you mm. and that definition is is true like you're my 100%. son right like that's something that can't be taken away mm. and one of the things that i think is so uh again as this pastor was was talking about that was giving the example of okay well now when i'm free from external circumstance mm-hmm. Right. And I'm free from it, this ever changing. It gives me a security. Mm-hmm. Right. And it gives me it gives me a place where I'm, I'm not trying to, like, earn your respect mm-hmm. or like I'm not trying to, like, again, I don't need to go and achieve sure. anything. Now, some people can slide that into. Well, that sounds like complacency. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I work hard out of worship to God. Mm. I'm winning today out of worship to God, not because I need the win, Mm-mm. right? I don't need the win to give me identity or to give me status or nah, to, I already have end. status. I could lose today, mm-hmm. but now what I have is freedom, mm. right? And I'm, I have freedom to win or lose, but again, out of worship from what God, I'm not, I'm not trying to, there's nothing I can do to earn God's more of God's love, mm-hmm. to earn more status from mm-hmm. God, or to there's nothing I can earn or achieve mm-hmm. with Him, right? 100%. Like, and also too, the other thing is for me to realize is that I'm worshiping Him for what He's already done, mm-hmm. not to gain mm-hmm. something from Him. Dude, I love that. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple of things I want to mention about that. One, when I'm at the prayer tent, when I'm praying with some people, I got this awesome guy. Um, his name is Charles, and he's at prayers, and he's, he prays at Central, and he, his big thing is, like, when you pray, you pray for what God's going to do. You have the word, and it says what the word says. You're thanking him. When you're asking for something, you're thanking because you know he's going to answer. It's not necessarily like you're asking. It's like, God, I thank you for the healing that's coming my way. Whether it's not the way I think it's going to happen, but you're going to heal me one way or another. And so I think that was, like, something that hit me, and this was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Because I, it was my first time working with him in this shift. And I was like, whoa, like, like, you know, when you come to be- get together and you're praying over somebody and like he took like you could really feel the Holy Spirit with him. And he was just going on this big thing about like, you know, how, you know, prayer is really just thanking God for something that, you know, he's already going to answer. But, yeah. but the thing is, is he might not answer it the way you want. So you might not no. think it's an answer prayer. Yeah. And then the second thing I wanted to mention, too, is I remember talking about the success thing. This was a story. Uh, I'm the guy I'm coaching under in Indiana, uh, virtually. He told me the story because he was, you know, talking about some different things with the program. He said, "Let me let me tell you this." He says, 
Alright, let's say we're hypothetically the best NAIA team. We go 56-8. and eight. We Go all the way to the World Series, we lose. In the whole world, what do they think? We're losers. We won 56 games. We were the, be- we were the best, number one. Yeah. When you made it to the World Series and you lost, what are you? Yeah. You're a loser. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, what other ways can we measure success? Yeah. What other ways? And so he, he's a Christian, he's a great guy. And he's like, so we find success in group Bible studies. We find success in, you know, the little things and, 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 and other ways to measure success. I think that's so huge. Even in faith, you can use that. You might have gone, okay, let's just say, I don't know, just, just use a random example. You might have gone to, you know, uh, a volunteering event for like nine months straight, right? And you might have done everything, but let's say that company shuts down, but you committed your whole nine months to that. You don't know the amount of impact that you made on people's lives during that nine months. Yeah. Even though it's not there anymore, yeah, yeah. you made that impact through that nine months. And I think mm-hmm. that it's that same concept. It's like, okay, how can you measure success in that nine months versus it not being there anymore? And it's yeah. like, I think that's so important for people in the face because it's like, you have to figure out a way to be able to have, you know, Jesus at the center. And also just remember that, look, this is a journey. This life is yeah. a journey. Well, and and I think it's like the again the good news, I think is with that is, for me the freedom is so important. And what I mean by that is again like, and I've kind of mentioned on that, but like the the place of freedom to not like I the freedom to be myself. Mm. Like it, that to me is definition of success, right? Is like the freedom to freely the they're more truthfully and fully be who I already am. Mm. And, and, and what I mean by that though, is I actually tweeted that cause there was a, uh, like one of the message version of a, 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 um, a different verse and somebody like commented on it the other day and it's like, Oh man, I've never heard it like from that perspective. And, and, and again, like, cause obviously the Bible preaches hard and like when, when we start to say like ourselves, right. We start to think, you know, like earthly, kind of mm-hmm. yourself right but when i heard like this the, the 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 freedom of being like myself well no 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 like to truly be my my true ident- identity and be free of mm-hmm. anxiety and like be free of depression and be free mm-hmm. of other people's judgments to be free of like i can just be uh, to be free of thinking i need to go and do something mm-hmm. achieve something do x y and z like i can just like passionately chase after what I find important in my mm. heart. What, and because this is the thing, a lot of people won't go do what they really would love to do because they're like, yeah, but I need that house. But, but I couldn't have that car. But, but um, people wouldn't find that very like static. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like they would say like, what? Like, like yo, maybe, again, like maybe it is, uh, you know, a nonprofit or maybe it is, you know, again, serving at the church or maybe it is like, there's a lot of things that are not worldly prestigious mm-hmm. Right, that people wouldn't find a whole bunch of status in or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But also too, like, again, I'll tell you from the other side, is that like if you're getting off on the high and the dopamine hits of people telling you how important you are, all those other things, like this is the problem, is when you when you're accepting their praise, you're also subject to their booze. Mm. it doesn't work both it doesn't work one way mm. right it they can take away their cheers yep right and if your identity is based on what all they all think it'll go away yeah and also too that's first off there's a lot of times like again like 
especially too, I think about this on social media too. Like, bro, it's a minute and 30 seconds. You're getting a little nugget of something I'm saying. It could be so out of context. It could not apply. Like it could, first off, if I read the Bible and it makes me upset, you think that there's something I'm talking about hitting wise that might make you upset because it disagrees with something your grandfather said or something, (laughs) something, something, whatever, right? Or one of your favorite coaches said this or what you've always believed. Yeah. Or, or you don't like my haircut or whatever, (laughs) whatever, right? Whatever the thing is, right? But also too is again, I was telling somebody this the other day too, is like, yo, like God has blessed me where he gives me enough and also made me okay with have like, I'm content with what I'm doing. I can do what I, I'm still chasing down and we're growing and all those other things are happening, all the blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there isn't this need Need now. Yeah. Like for example, if we never got any bigger, Okay. If we got smaller and the, the farm closed, okay. If 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 this was the last podcast, like I always tell people, like right now, I'm so unattached. And again, God help me, right? But I'm so unattached, and and I really feel like if God put it on my heart, where I was like, close the door and never come back. I swear, I locked the door and just let's never do any of this again, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm, that's not what He put on my heart, right? But also too, I've done that in other areas of my life. Like Mm -hmm. I literally was in corporate America and that part of my testimony, right. was like, I told you, like I had all those things. It's like, you know, again, I was, I was working for uh, planet fitness. I was, I was again at the time was like fastest growing gym in the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, again, like we had most profitable, like all the things like, like again, business wise, like was in a really good spot, was a regional manager about to be a director, like all these things and literally being like, okay. Right. And I literally gave up. It was Sunday, Sunday, God gave me a word of being like, yeah, I, I realized that I needed to get back in the longer story, but like I need to get back into baseball. Yeah. And like Monday started making those moves happen. Like, like again, like the thing of close the door, I'll shit, just, like I'll just right there. I'll go a different place. For you sure. know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I think that with that is like the freedom to be able to do that, to pivot, mm-hmm. to change your mind, to go wherever God calls you to go to, you know, again, to, um, not be tied to one spot, not to be tied to one idea or Absolutely. one philosophy or, um, you know, one identity, right. Of all these things, like people are constantly trying to put you in boxes and define you a certain way. Right. It the guy in the wheelchair, all that, like they're trying to put you in these in the boxes, For sure, but you don't know where God's going to use you. No. And you, you know, when you put limits on God, like, that's your number one mistake right yeah, there, Yeah, you're right? making God smaller. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that speaks so much to me because it's literally my current season in a way, right? Yeah. And, and I spoke a little, a lot about that earlier, but I think it's just so important to be like, to really remember it's okay to not necessarily know yet. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because like, I'm sure there's things going on in the business side of the farm that you're still up in the air about, that you're waiting for God to speak to you, like, do I open this part? Do I do this part? Whatever that looks like. Every day. And I know for me, it's like, I know I'm called in the ministry. Yeah. But I don't know if it means I'm going to be a head coach at a Christian college one day yeah. or I'm going to start doing lessons or I'm going to start doing this. I'm making active steps to start towards some of the things that I feel led to do. For but sure. I also have a part of me where God's like, dude, you're good at talking to people. Maybe Christian counseling. Maybe like. For sure. So there's. But what God's told me to everybody listening, I think this is easy. Just start. Just start. And what God told me is yeah, like, yeah. just get involved. Yeah. And so I moved. Got back involved. I went to, I'm starting Central Academy, and that's it. I wasn't going, okay, God, but what part of it for a long time? I'm going to be honest. I was like, God, uh, I want to know, like, well, what in ministry? And he's like, ha, ha, I got you. Like, yeah, yeah. you got to dive in head first. Yeah, and well, just- I, I, also, I also literally like what you're saying is that 
that mindset too is like, okay, well, the problem with our human, let's just go like physical limitation. Yeah. We can only see so what we far. Can see. Yep. Right? So we're asking God to show us something we can't see. Mm. Right? And spiritually it's the same way, right? Faith, brother, I, almost, right? I almost think about it. I almost <laughs> think about it like like a GPS, right? God's seeing the overall he knows from here to here in the route that yeah. the whole thing's gonna go. The problem is is we're limited. Like God's seeing the GPS and sees the map from the top. Yeah. We only we see, see the, the first street. Road. Right. And so, yeah. and so imagine me, you're driving on the road, right. Yeah. And I'm giving you, I'm giving you directions. Right. And I'm saying, Hey, this next light, take a left. Yeah. Right. You, you're, I'm giving you context yeah. of like, Hey, what you can see this light, take a left. But I'm like, it right? looks like there's traffic down there. And I'm like, and I'm like, Hey, I can see the traffic. We're good. You know you're what I'm saying? Like it's go good. left. Yeah. Go left. Right. Or Hey, normally I go right, but I'm like, no, no, no. Take no going left because there's traffic to the right. Or there's a car accident there. Yep. Or there's something going on over there. Right. And then, so we want God. And sometimes we get upset with God because he's not showing us the mm. full path, but he can't because of our our limitations 100%. spiritually we're limited and again like then when we look back with perspective we go oh mm. that's why he made me go this way and, and again maybe sometimes we don't even we we don't we won't get that perspective maybe we gotta wait till we you know see the mm -hmm. big man and go hey like, you know what i'm saying <laughs> and he reveals it to us but my point is again along with it is like i i always think about this is like with it it's like and this is why faith is so important you have to have faith that when I'm in the car and I'm giving you directions that I'm leading you, mm. right? I'm leading 100%. you to where you trust that I'm leading yep. us where we're going to, we're trying to go. 1000%. And so you got to have faith in my, you know, the, the direction and all those things from that. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I think that that's just, um, you know, again, a big thing. And then I, I want to just quickly touch, touch back on the, uh, uh, the competitive side. For sure. Right. And, and the reason I want to say this is like the same thing too, is again, there is this softer side there is this softer side of like uh, Jesus that like people will like paint like, you know, again, like there's like, oh, like very passive, mm. you know, not a warrior, like all these other things. And it's like, yes, like, again, me knowing God, like for sure, like the, the same God that is love and mercy sure. and grace, all those other things, you know, also leveled cities and also, <laughs> you know, again, flood of the earth. And also, 100%. also is it worth, and again, like the reason that I, I, when, I connect with the words when, again, a lot of people have issues with like, you know, the word like fearing the Lord, mm. right? It's just, it's out of reverence, out of respect, right? Of understanding, like, first off, the reason that I always felt safe around my physical, my, my earthly father mm. here is. I feared him. Yes. And, yep. and, and in a way, in a way of out of respect, like I've seen that man, you know, I, 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 when, when I was younger, I remember him picking up hundred pound bags of ground, yeah. toss them around like they were toys Literally. and doing other things and being like, yeah. whoa. And then also too, like I've seen him physically protect our family. Like I've seen him do these other things. So, so when, when danger comes, I go, Oh, you got to deal with my daddy. Mm. <laughs> like, Oh, you got to deal with my dad. Like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Cause I have to deal with my dad. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I know what it's like. It's like, you got to deal with my daddy. Right. Okay. So like, I think about that, like, Bro, I'm telling you, this is this would be a funny thing. This is a, a thing. I swear to you, there's times I was texting the, uh, our group. We have a little group chat with the staff. I, I was almost texting everybody. Like, you know how many times I'm leaving here? I'll be here at night, and I feel like a presence or something. I'll be like, in the name of Jesus, you ain't welcome in this building. Mm. I see you. Like, get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and what I mean by that is like, I always, yeah. I always say it too as well. Like, I'm like, you better get out of here before I call my daddy to yeah. come in here, boy. Because literally, <laughs> my no, you're so father, right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, you don't want to deal with him. Like, and 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 I, and this is the thing. 
is if you go read through when Jesus came up on people that uh, were dealing with possession or dealing with other spirits, right? Yeah. They were so afraid of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? They would be like, they'd be like, our time, this isn't our time that you weren't supposed right. to be here yet, right? And then, and, and like they're, and then like they're in such reverence and, mm-hmm. and fear of, of Jesus and how powerful mm-hmm. like he is. And so because of his grace and his mercy and his gentleness with us, mm-hmm. we start to, in our earthly world, we start to perceive that as weakness mm-hmm. when no, 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 no. He is merciful. Yep. He does have grace. Yep. He can be gentle, right? And yes, he does have love and all those other things. But also with that being said, he's a warrior. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At all, you got to remember everything that we have, everything we possess, it came from one. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right? You know what I'm saying? Amen. So, the, so the competition. Yep. If you take all the competition from every person in the world that has a some sense of competition, you put all that together. Where did it come from? It <laughs> came from the God. source. He's the yep. source. He's he's more. He's all that competition together. Sure. We're just reflections of him. Yeah. Right. So so. God had no problem competing. For sure. Right? Like, and God had no problem winning. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, too, along with that, like, he's a warrior. And unashamed. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll go to war. For no sure. problem. Right? Um, He's a champion. Like, no, like, you know, yeah, the no king of kings. Like, all the things. Right? Like, he don't just let the enemy win because, you know, he's just such a nice guy. <laughs> right? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, no, like, like he'll, he, he'll protect his people. Like, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll defend his people. Like, um, again, and, and again, he's, <laughs> he'll make roads through uh through waterways but again also drown my enemy in, sure. in the same in the same that same water but i also you believe know? too like he also allowed for the enemy to get on board what i mean by that yeah. is like when we're talking on a competitive aspect you can be competitive and do it in the right way Amen. And, and, and the thing is is it's, it's it's like you said he won but it's how you win and yes. so that's the thing it's like yeah, the, the the God has has done some things and you know beat the devil and all these other things and overcome yeah. spiritual warfare. At the end date, before that even happened, he offered, "Come with me." Yes, come with me, or I'm gonna destroy you. For sure, it's the same thing. Like when I'm in the batter's box, yeah. like don't throw me my cookie because I'm you know I'm about to take it off. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um. So I think it's that that mindset that we just need to remember that look like, you know. And God, iron sharp and iron, you know? Exactly. Iron sharp and iron. That's, like, that's a know? simple, that's not, I don't even need to say anything because that's the great way to put it because it's like iron sharpens iron and the yeah. competition is a good thing and it's what we do with it and yes. it, you grow and I think that yeah. you grow more spiritually in competition yes. than anything because it's like, yes. there's going to be, you're going to get punched in the face. I said this in one of my talks, it's like yeah. life, you're going to get knocked down. Not Maybe it's physically, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, yep. whatever, but it's going to happen. So it's like, how do you deal with that adversity? Now it's like, okay, now how does God use that? How can y'all, God use the competition, the win or the loss? What could you, like, this is a great example. I have, uh, you know, um, friends who play at a Christian school, and it's a good school, right? And they're winning, beating schools, and, and you know, they're playing with teams after. And it's like, oh, yeah. they're doing it because of God's glory. Like, that's For sure. it, that, that is what it is. Like For sure. And that within itself I think it's so powerful because it's like yeah. they still compete. They still beat their brains out, but yeah. it's all for him. And I yeah, think yeah. It, it it's not separated. I think in today's society, yeah. it's one or the other. It's either for sure. you're doing everything but God yeah, yeah. and you're a loser, like yeah, you yeah. said, or you're a winner and you're a tool. And it's like yeah, yeah. I don't think 
that, that they're not separated. No. And yeah, David, was, D- David, you know, yeah. beat Goliath, and on top of that, and we all know that story, and yeah. also too on top of that as well, like again, made him king for sure. You know, from out in the fields, like all, all, all of those things, like you know, for him to him be the glory. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, hundred percent. And I got a funny story about that too, man. This is, I think you'll get a kick out of this, and the listeners, what I. So when I was coaching at Wilmington, man, I, I loved I loved my head coach, but he was a goofball, man. And mm-hmm. he, we played again Asbury University. You know where the yep. revival was going on? Mm-hmm. We played mm-hmm. them right after the revival, and um, we played them in a best of three series. I'll never forget. And after every game, they would ask like we wanted to pray with them. They asked every team. Our coach, old school guy, no, like I, I'm, he's an old school Catholic. I believe in God, but I don't. I don't need a you know, uh, involve God in baseball, which I disagree with, but mm-hmm. basically that's what his, his, his take was. <laughs> we lose game one. We come back reverse sweep at the end of the series. They're like, hey, you want to pray? Coach is like, all right, everybody, we're going to pray. Everybody come we're going now. to pray. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, coach, man, like, are you serious right yeah. now? And it's like, and the reason I mentioned that is like, now that's the opposite side. That's not what God's calling us to do. Uh, God's calling us regardless, win or lose and compete. And like, for sure. it's all for him. And yeah, so, yeah. I use that as an example in my own life. It's like, not just when I'm successful. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to come to you. It's when I'm losing. And it may look Especially, weird. Like, could you imagine getting your brakes beat in and then the team goes, hey, man, you want to pray? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. it's embarrassing, but you got to take yourself yeah, out of the equation, out of the equation and, say, and be like, God, well, at least we're praying. We he, are. He wouldn't have done it at the beginning, exactly. right? And he would never prayed with the other team. And he exactly. still, at least, he had exactly. a change of part. It was you know? awesome. And it was cool, too. I was like, yeah. you also never know how God's going to use you. And, and I love, like, like, sometimes you'll hear, like, prayers before the game. Like, I played some summer ball games this past summer, and some of the places they pray before the games. And some were just like, come on, bro. Like, you're going to come up with some better material? And then some of them was like, uh, you know, like, you know, the typical, yeah. like, yeah. protect us today that we just enjoy the big game of baseball. Or, or Amen. just uh, our father. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. But then there were some, yeah. which I loved. Like, one kid was trying to be a pastor, and he, like, was, like, it was a devout prayer. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Like that's the blend I think is possible within the game, and I uh, it's just something I'm really passionate about baseball and and sports in general and the connection with faith because I my personal podcast that I have going on it's it's basically to talk about um the how people a lot of coaches I've had on or just people instructors anybody sports people. And how their faith influences their coaching style and those types of things. Oh, huge. And, and it's a really fascinating topic because 100%. which people don't like to talk about is uh, to all the listeners that maybe aren't familiar with maybe uh, working with like schools and affiliations and things. There's some in today's society, you got to be careful what you say. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. And it's like church and state separate. It, it, yeah, exactly. And, and it's not. It's, but we're called to be bold. Right. We're yeah. called to be unashamed. Yeah. And so I have friends. We have conversations. We're like, OK. What's that balance? It's like, how can I show, and a lot of them all come to the same conclusion. It's like, our actions speak loud of their words. If I pray before on the on the white line, the foul line before the game, mm. or I'm doing a huddle beside me and the coaches, or I'm reading my Bible before first pitch, or mm. I'm doing all these things, that is equally as powerful as if I was at a school where I could be openly talking about it. Because that's something I'm really fascinated because yep. I know in parts of my life when I was coaching at that level, it's like, Am I allowed to say that? Like, am I going to get called into the athletic director's office going like, mm-hmm. oh, how are you feeling today? I'm like, dude, I feel great. God's woke me up today. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't know what's going to be taken from that. So yeah, yeah. I think that's something that's really valuable now. It's like, you know, there's other ways you can 
lead people to Jesus and, and show that you're Christ-centered and just not be ashamed of that. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. Um, you know, something that I've been really passionate to hear, mm -hmm. people's perspectives, because yeah, yeah. in the corporate world, sports world, whatever it is, you got to feed your family, but also, most importantly, yeah. You gotta, you know, answer to the well, guy upstairs. And I, well, I think, I think that's the bigger thing is like, obviously, you know, the other thing is like, well, I'm depending on God to feed my family, yep. not on me to do it. Right? Absolutely. So the enemy would love to put me in a situation where it feels like, well, I'd love to follow what God has me to do, but I got to feed my family. Yep. Right. When in reality being like, well, God's going to feed my family. Yep. Like, and again, I'm going to follow his, his path. And I, and again, it's one thing to hear it. It's one thing to read it. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to experience it. it. And I have that conviction in my life too, where it's like, God, like I'll do what you call me to do because I've seen what you've done, not only to other people's lives, sure. not only and through the Bible, but what you've done in my life and mm. my testimony. And like where I've seen you move that I know if you're telling me to go left and you're telling me to do this, even though it looks like I'm going to lose money here, mm -hmm. it looks like, again, it might take my whole business. It For might sure. do these other things, right? Because like you said, right? It, it great like along with it i was telling you like even uh it's also very vulnerable right to to come out and talk about your foundational beliefs of where you i i, I tell these guys all the time is when i'm doing the you know bible studies and other stuff it's like hey like everybody wants to follow my x's and o's mm -hmm. but that's not the secret sauce mm -hmm. right like coaching it, you can know everything I know technically about movement mm -hmm. and training and all these other things. You're not going to get the same results mm -hmm. that I'm going to get. First off, you could do, again, if you can follow my exact algor algorithm, it doesn't mean you're going to get the same results as me because also on the other end of that is like, um, and, and Cody brought this up again the other day because I tell him all the time, a lot of times I'm working with a player and I'm, I'm asking God directly. I'm like, God, what do they need to hear from me right now? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has nothing to do with anything about what they're doing movement-wise sure. and all these other things. And spirit Spiritually, there's something that's majorly holding them back or something that is, you know, again, mental health wise yeah. or it's just something they're carrying with them For or sure. whatever that is. And so a lot of, and then also too, I'm coming up with new stuff every day. Because again, remember the creator yeah. is pretty creative. For sure. Like he's created everything we've ever known. Everything mm -hmm. that's ever existed. All the creativity. Again, you take from everybody that For has sure. it. He is the source of all of that. Yeah. So again, we are most like our creator when we're being creative. And mm -hmm. like, you know, the other, the other piece with that is like me remembering like every day I'm I'll, I can watch something that they're going on and I'm like okay and, and then I have God gives me this idea mm -hmm. that's a different something I've never done before mm -hmm. right and I do it with that person and boom all of a sudden yeah. like oh wow that awesome that worked <laughs> all these other things right and so again like you're saying like it impacts how I coach dramatically 100% you know and again like I said I've already mentioned at the beginning right where like some areas of like hardness sure. in my heart where I can love my players better Right. And a lot sure. of, and there's also a lot of coaches that struggle with being vulnerable around mm. their players, 100%. right? They don't want to let them see them cry. They don't mm -hmm. want to let them see them ever not in a good mood. They don't ever 1, want to see them around their family. They don't ever want to see them be vulnerable or they don't want to, because praying yeah. is vulnerable, right? Like 100%. opening up and what's really And that's why I was bringing up that story, like after a yeah. loss, right? Like if you're like going up to pray, like that you can yeah. look like a goofball. You can just get run ruled in six yeah. innings and you're like, all right, let's, you know, Billy didn't have a great day, but hey, let's, you know, let's go down in prayer and. Yeah. And I also would like to mention too that you know, um, you know, I think it's fascinating to think about uh, like a lot of a lot of um, how do I word this? Uh, like in in faith, right? Like I think that people often, you know, like you mentioned this a little earlier, how it's like you have to in order to have faith, you want to see it in real time, or like you want to be able to point to things and be like to continue to want to grow in your faith. Mm -hmm. Where part of faith is just 
not it is not seeing yeah and, and growing and so it's, like it's not optimism no it's, it's not faith it, it's and faith. optimism are different exactly yeah. and i yeah. think that's an important aspect to yeah. when you're going through these things in life and um it's just a really interesting perspective to have you know when you're working with guys and i think that uh or players in general but i just want to say that you know when when you're working with people you know, I'm going to steal this phrase from my boy, Jose Trevino. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes, the goat. I mean, literally, that's my <laughs> guy. And he goes, I can give you the soup, but it ain't going to taste the same. Mm. And so what's the underlying factor? Mm -hmm. Well, you know it. You, it's your mm. spiritual guidance. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's, that's the, what's the underlying factor? Yeah. You can, he literally says, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but Jose Trevino is a dog and he hustles. Yeah. Like, like we text a lot and yeah. stuff like and and recently uh been more in contact and things and dude gets up at like four thirty and goes from like six AM to noon and like has been rehabbing and doing some great things. But like that dude right there, like he says, I can give you the soup. I can teach you the technique. I can show you what setups I use, but I promise you ain't gonna receive the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna be able to connect you know with it differently. But why? Why what so I'm I'm reverting that back to you mm -hmm. and your coaching, right? It's like yeah. I could tell you all the X and O's. But what I, you don't have that I have, and maybe you can get there, yeah, yeah. is the spiritual guidance. The Lord yeah. is leading me and giving yeah. me the words yeah. to say in that moment yeah. because that's the ultimate thing that makes the most. And you're not. And you're sense. not. And you're not. And you're not me, right? Yes. Like they will receive what I'm saying because it's coming from me, mm -hmm. right? Like again, like I have conviction in what I'm saying because I experienced it yep. and I lived a certain life. For sure. But if I, and again, same thing, if I try to coach them like how another coach coaches. Oh, it ain't going to work. No. Now, can I get nuggets? Can I, you know, oh, absolutely. things? Absolutely. But it's becoming my own, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that's the other, the other thing is, as well is like, again, like you could even try to take, I also too, if someone is to walk in in the middle of my process and how I always talk about like uh, looking at somebody in the middle of the haircut, right? It looks messy. For sure. Right? You're like, what is going on? How I'm not going to lie. The first together? time I was here, yeah. you, you, I was like, and I, I keep up with a lot of your videos, yeah. but y'all yeah. were in the middle of something. I'm looking at I'm like, okay. And then I was sitting there with the, the, the dad of the of the girl. And, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I could see. And I started breaking it down because the guy was kind of like, what are they doing? Uh -huh. I was like, no, you know, he's, he's just trying to, you know, uh, whatever the case was. I was like, uh -huh. You're really just trying to get that load, you know, to get the stretch in the body and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And yeah. so I was able to break that down. But at first I was like, okay, we're, we're throwing a bag here. We're doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, I know there's a method to it. It wasn't doubting, but it's also, like you said, yeah. if you walk in in the middle of a haircut, you're like, but are you sure you're going to start right there? Sure. Like, right? Have you ever seen, have you ever seen those, uh, artists that are like throwing random paint yep. on the canvas and you're like, what's going on? What's going on? Literally. And then all of a sudden they like spin Flip the canvas down. and throw dust on it and it's like, and all of the <laughs> picture comes together. <laughs> yes. It's like, that's when you don't know, like the artist knows what, like, and I see that as coaching is like mm -hmm. it's an art, right? And so I'm creating this, you know, uh, and, and I'm looking and it's individualized with the player, right? And, and it's individualized in the sense of, I'm seeing how they're interpreting information or what they need to do or how they need to move. And I'm coming up with very unique ways of them getting get them it. there Absolutely. that they would comprehend. And also, you know, it's in pieces and I'm mm -hmm. breaking these little, uh, this, this complex, very, Thing, you know, yeah. movement drill, sure. like, you know, uh, 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 concepts and bringing them into small little pieces that are, are digestible and then putting Humpty Dumpty back together okay. again. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, again, uh, we always say that too. It's like, you know, you, if you're looking in the middle of the haircut, right, you'd be like, 
what in the world? Be but like, then you look at the final result and you're like, oh, oh, I can like, come back. Oh, here. That, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. Like yeah. I got like, or again, even too, it might not look like what I thought it was gonna but look it like. Better. Like you know, and again, it might be and and. And or or what I perceived it to be, and then like I said too, then all of a sudden you look at their stats or what they're doing on the field, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. like you know, like because that's another thing. Like if you go look at like Freddie Freeman's batting practice, mm -hmm. you would be like, okay, yeah, I like, love watching his BP rounds. Right, he's just like he like again for for a power hitter, you would think like yeah, his ground ball like, line drive, ground ball yeah. line drive opposite way yeah. over, 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 over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's like a boring batting yeah. practice unless you're like you know. I always say beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? Like, Absolutely. right. So like, even when you go with that, like, and again, there's a method to his madness, of what sure. he's doing. But, and again, also too, like I've seen guys that take the wildest batting practice. Like oh, yeah. they, I used to have a, I, I say this a lot cause this was like an extreme case is I used to hit with this one pro guy that every round he would end by hitting a line drive into the net right in front of him. Mm. And he would, he would want to see how deep he could catch it mm. and smoke one into not just like you know, put his, yeah. pull his hands inside and slice it that way. Like he wanted to see how deep he could catch it in his mm. turn and he would end, end every round, not wow. oh, on a homer, on a double. Mm. He wanted to know how deep could I let this ball get and shoot that way. And that was mm. a big thing for him. And I'm like, if you don't know what he's doing and yeah. all those things, you'd be like, be like well, why did you just end on that for ball? Sure. Like you just got, I you just a, shot one yeah. to the side net, you know, it's like, literally it's so important. But it's true. And, and I had a kid this summer, every BP round, he hit lefty to start off and he was yeah, a righty. Yeah. It was a feel thing for him. He's for like, sure. I need to get my body activated and and, uh -huh. and uh, these different things. And so you're looking at him like, bro, you're wasting reps. He's like, no, this gets me right. Yeah, yeah. You, and then he's batting over 300. What are you going to tell them? Yeah, like, well, like uh, somewhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough, sure. right? Yeah. And as a kid, I worked with a lot this summer, and uh, he, he he's a good kid, and and uh, he's gonna be a good player. And but uh, you know things like that, like when when you don't really know, I think there's a lot of valuable pieces and cues out there. But as a good coach, or as a coach in general, but I'd say more so a good coach, you have to learn your own philosophy. Yeah. You can take your knowledge, but you have to learn how you're going to interpret it and how you're going to bring it on to your players. Because something I had to learn, we didn't talk much about this, but this would be a fascinating too thing, is talking about my, how my coaching style is probably completely different than yours. Yeah. Because you're going to hop in the cage and be like, all right, Billy, let's... Let's go here, maybe get this stretch here. Mm -hmm. Where I'm going, hey, let's watch this video, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say it nine different ways until it clicks. Yeah, yeah. Because I have to be way more articulate than most coaches because yes. I can't pop out a squat. When I'm teaching a guy how to receive, I'm like, all right, you know, let's do X, Y, and Z. I can't be like, let me get on my knees yeah. today. You, you know, need, like, let you me need to be a wordsmith. Yeah, yeah. So it's, in a way, it's been a blessing. For sure. Because I'm able to resonate with a lot different type of players and people with different backgrounds. Yeah. Because that's the only way I've been able to do it. And, but also in other ways, I'm just kind of like drives me nuts because I'll see a kid and I'll yeah. be like, bro. And then that's when I'll just get someone out and be like, hey, you want to come, you know, I'll, let's help this guy with this drill, yeah. you know? Um, you know, I connect with that too is when we train players remotely, mm -hmm. right? Because I can't physically, Literally. you know, oh, yeah. just, you know, get move your hands, yeah, you know, hey, move hey, yeah, like yeah. just move this here <laughs> and let's do this. Like they, you know, again, we can't, we can't do that. So, um, again, like I tell them all the time, like one thing that really developed me as a coach was having to train people remotely literally because literally. you do remote sessions and and also through there's different levels of remote but like even even one is like uh, obviously I'm, I'm more speaking to like uh, like let's say we're doing like a facetime or we're zooming or something yeah. right it's like 
I'm having the only thing I can do is verbally tell you, tell you, and also visually I can at yeah. least get up and show you. A whole other thing would be like, and the same thing was like, I can't do any of that. It's like, yeah, I just literally have yeah, to. Dude, give I you literally have to tell you, and, and and I make drill series. Like I'm on, yeah. I'm in the process of working with some pro guys and things. I'm making yeah. a drill series yeah. because that's my that's my source. So other people, it's like okay, I can show you this video. We'll video, we'll break down the video. We'll show you your video. Like I'll set up a tripod and yep, you know, it's a cheap little phone tripod, all yep. that, but it works. And I show them here. Here's what you're doing. Yeah. Here's what my guys here are doing. And I'm working on something right now, which I'm really excited for. But I'm doing a voiceover mm. with a couple guys that yep. I'm working on. So then it's like, okay, you're using my cues and my verbiage. Yeah. So when I'm working with a guy, I can be like, here it is. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. Here's what you're doing wrong, and here's why. Mm. And so I'm not gonna lie. There's challenges as a as as a coach when you're yep. trying to figure those things out, and it does take a little time, but. It's also allowed me to be a better coach because sometimes there's coaches that are just that have played yes. and that'll be like, Oh, I'm just gonna show you. Yes. I'm just gonna like let this. me just show you like, like this. this. You, but, you know, but you can't break it down. They, they do that all the time. Uh, Cody messes with some of the players. Yeah. I'll, I'll demo for them. Yeah. Right. And I'll hit one and then Cody will be like, Yeah, just do it like that. Yeah, like, you know, like just messing yeah, with the player. Exactly. Like yeah, just do but what he did. You'd be you know? surprised how many people yeah. do it say it seriously. For sure. Like like an ex dude, uh, an ex big leaguer, ex major league guy, or yeah, yeah. a pro ball, they'll just hop in there and be like, and they're six four, two fifteen, and just yes, yo. Uh, remember the story about Bonds yeah. doing that with like Yelich? Yeah, Yelich couldn't do what he wanted him to do, and he yes. was like, like this. He's like, hasn't played in no. forever, and the first ball, bow, hits it off the plate, and he's like, like that, <laughs> and he's like, it's like. Yeah, I still can't do it. Like, <laughs> like, it's amazing that you can do it, right? Yeah. But, like, it's a whole... And I say that to people all the time. It's very different. And that you even see this from the leadership side. Mm -hmm. uh, Jarrell and I have had these conversations so so many years about leadership, right? It's like, there's a big difference between you being able to do something and then you being able to get somebody else to do Amen. something. Amen. There's, again, like, uh, there's a lot of people... For example, you could do it in any category. Mm -hmm. Let's say you know how to write code. Yep. Great, amazing. But can you teach Teaching that? other people how to write code Amen. and how you view things and how you yeah. like that's a whole nother skill set. Coaching is way different. Coaching, coaching a whole nother knowledge skill set and coaching is way different. Yes. Yes. And right. Like you could drive a NASCAR and you're yeah. amazing. Can you get someone else to drive the NASCAR like you yeah. drive the NASCAR? No. Like And that's the thing, it's like fascinating perspective for me. I we'll talk a little coaching now. It's like a lot of people don't realize I I'm very fortunate. I never played. There's things that I see that most people never see. Yeah, interesting. And, and there's things too it's that... It's cool uh, that you see that as an advantage. For, I, and I do because yeah. it's objective. Yeah. Because especially where the game's going in more of the data direction, it's... I actually think it's a blessing. I, I picked no better time to be involved with baseball. Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably because, good. Because, yeah. The, because the data and all the knowledge and, yeah. and all, the, and all the, the data that people are you know having access to these days... Yeah. It's and people being open, open to receiving just, the data. Yeah, and and open to we're getting into a place where like they see value you in and people having, that aren't necessarily baseball people. Yes, or because players. back in the day it was like, oh, oh, you're not a big leaguer. Me too. No, if if I'm never a big leaguer, For like sure. I never got drafted. For sure. But again, here I am coaching some of the Literally. best baseball players in the world. Yeah, right. And it's like, and they have a respect and an openness. Absolutely. Like, okay. Like, like I've had right, some move. You know, I've had some tough conversation with some people in the catching world. Um. <laughs> beforehand because i've had people work with me or yeah. talk to me that are pro guys okay yeah. we're we're talking about you know catching philosophy and then like coordinators coming to me and being like why why are you talking to him or, or, or yeah, yeah. what do you know that i don't yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so, and so it's Same, like it's tough and so i'm like 
Yeah, I'm three foot six, forty two pounds in a wheelchair, but yeah. you know, I, I yeah, know all the things. Lord, so what's Amen. Up? <laughs> like, Amen. Like right? And that's so the whole But literally it's so yeah, yeah. it's 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 yeah. the point of like, you know, just because you played doesn't mean you're a great coach. And but I do have to say to the people that's listening is like I've also had a really unique experience coaching because a lot of what I see is objective in the sense of and I still I try I try my best to have that feel aspect. But of obviously, because, like, feels a huge thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, let's just say catching example. I mean, you know, you're working through the baseball versus sticking it, right? You're mm -hmm. working through and you're presenting. I see the clear data why this works. I'm not going to argue with anybody and be like, well, back in the day, my pitcher needs a target. Well, that's unfortunate. I want to win strikes for the pitcher, so sure. we're going to work he through can, this. He can, and he can stare at my he can, knee. Yeah, he can stare at my knee, or yeah. he can look at my chest protector, yeah. Yeah. or the logo on my chest protector. Or so whatever. many things. Yeah, yeah. But I'm using that as an example. It's like, I could have been like, well, oh, I understand what it would like to be the catcher being like, oh, a little rattle, because that's not what I'm used to. But I'm objectively saying, this clearly works. Mm -hmm. This is what they're doing at the big level. This is what's what, and this is how we do it, yeah. and this is how we can do it successfully. So it's like, that's an interesting perspective because I have like dove in in a really really deep you know level because it's like I knew I had only a few avenues to make an impact what I mean by that is like I knew I could never get bailed out by standing up and be like here we go let's do it or yeah, yeah. here we go let's work through this For sure. it's like this is your avenue. You're either showing a video or you're saying something, yeah. or he ain't gonna get it. Gotta get it. It's a, it's a constraint, just like it is for the hitter, right? Like yeah. I think I think about this. Like for example, if you go work at uh, Florida Baseball Armory, yeah. Uh, one of the things I don't know if he still does this, but one of the things that he would make his uh, instructors do when they first start working there, I think it's like their first six months, they're not allowed uh, to do to use any cues, mm. no internal, no external, no cues. They can only use constraints. Wow. So. And it's like, okay, so then you get really good at setting up constraints, right? You get really good. It's just like, it's just like, you know, like, and I guess to some degree, there's some leverance of like, you got to be able to describe what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. You're just like, hey, you know, again, you're going to land on this or you're going to go over this hurdle yeah. and throw it and hit that target. But very like stuff like that, right? Like, hey, get over this thing, throw it, hit the target, right? And you're setting up an environment, mm -hmm. right? That causes change to happen. And mm -hmm. he wants, he does that as a constraint, right? Okay. Where it's like, man, when I give you back internal cues and external cues and like all those things and you can use those, mm -hmm. you're going to be nasty. And it's like yeah. the same thing, right? As well. It's like, you know, like you saying, is like, that's what I mean by when I was doing remote training and I was doing Zooms is because I was so limited for like a year and a half there where like during yeah. COVID, like I was so limited in how I could help. Mm -hmm. It got that stacked on top of it. How good 100%. I was at describing things mm -hmm. or allergies or all these things because I had to. Yeah, literally. It was the only way literally. to get, you know, the results that I was trying to get with guys because I can't grab them or I have to set up a constraint. I got really good at just giving them a constraint because mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know, again, I can't just put their hips where I, or yeah. give them a feel. Sometimes I, I want to give them that force or they feel that resistance or whatever that is, sure. this thing is. And like, that's not an option, mm -hmm. right? So you got to come up with different ways and then yeah. also, or teach the dad or the coach yeah, or whoever's there to help yeah, like, facilitate do what it. you need to do. Yeah, yeah facilitate you know? it. Right? And that's so, that's huge. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm working with one of the assistants at the school I'm working with to implement, like, you know, showing how we're doing the drills and things. Something that, like, you know, the saying, it's like if you're explaining, you're losing. Mm. And it's like, have you ever heard that? Like, no, that's interesting. Unpack that. And so when what I view it as this, like if you're explaining too much, like you're losing. And I'm not saying you you have, you have don't explain things, but if I'm overly explaining to you and I'm having to, there needs to be some trust factor with me being your coach. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that I can't break down why I'm telling you to do something, 
But instead of me going boom, 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 do this, 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 Almost set up like a constraint. Defending. Yes, yeah, yeah, doing defending, right? Yeah. Same, same thing. Um, but instead of like you said, I'll set up a drill, getting you to do the movement pattern I want you to do. Instead of going, I want you to do this, then you're gonna move your arm here, then you're gonna work back to here. Because mm -hmm. now the kid's going like, what? I, got I don't many thoughts. Way too many thoughts. Yeah. But if I go. All right, we're going to work on dunking right now. We're dunking the high pitch. I'm going to put a bucket right here. We're going to go here. I'm going to put the hack up. I want your posture here. And we're going to dunk it right back into the bucket. I don't want you to catch it. Go open pad with your mitt and just slap right down and go on top of the baseball. Okay, that's a lot easier than saying, hey, I need your shoulder to be a little more tight here. I need your here to be higher. I need yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. Well, what's the kid going to go? He's going to go. A whole bunch of too many. Too get many way too many thoughts. So I'm explaining too much and I'm losing the kid. Yeah. So the way I did it is you set up the drill. He's doing the movement pattern you want. He's having success, and he's going, whoa, okay, like, For this sure. does work. And yeah. so that's the thing, too. It's like, that's a tough thing in today's society because, um, especially with the older school coaches, it's like, they don't like the Y generation. I think we're in the Y generation right now, yeah. hip coaching. I was a Y kid for sure. And it's like, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I think it makes coaches better because if you can't explain why you teach what you teach, you yeah. shouldn't be teaching. I'm the well, well, and yeah, like like you're saying too is like think about this is like you're right. Like back in the day, you you were very secluded. Like you know, again, like whoever I ha whatever coach I have around me, that was the that, that was the guy that you looked up to. He's yeah, like you said, the father figure. It's the same yes. thing. You thought you it didn't matter if that dude was you know Joe whoever from. Yeah. You know, never played except T-ball. Yeah, But sure. if he was he's labeled coach. your coach, you would have thought that dude was the best thing to yeah, slice you, bread. You did exactly what he asked you Literally. to do. And so I had coaches that I coached under. That was their style. Luckily, they knew a lot more than that. But it was like when they had a kid go, hey, but it yeah, was a lot. That wasn't my case. No, <laughs> I had the opposite. No, exactly. <laughs> so like, for instance, I uh, another, I'm going to use this as an example. Uh, coach I worked for, uh, you know, at Wilmington. He's a big oppo guy, and he had a big, a lot of things. When I mean oppo, like, he would teach, like, better late than early, mm -hmm. and, like, almost, like, inside out, and, like, in scenarios. And I'm like, okay, we have a kid who was our catcher, 6'3", this was a couple years ago, pull side power, okay? And every time he pulled ball with two strikes, he'd, like, either take him out or just be like, you, that don't play. Okay. And it was one of those things where I was like, look, why? The kid would be like, well, why? I can hit a ball about... 380 feet to left field right now because mm. I'm massive and I got pull side juice and my swing plays there. Mm. Why can't I pull a pitch when it's 1-0 and it's like, you know, that wasn't a necessary philosophy, yeah. but there were certain people that couldn't explain it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so it was like. Well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of tradition behind, you know. Again, why like that's baseball is very traditional, very very traditional, right? Like the average, I think I heard this the other day. The average fan in baseball is like sixty years old. Yep, right, which is it's an old game, literally, right? And so because of that too, like again, there's a lot of this tradition where it's like, oh, you know, like all these things, and it's like, okay, well, listen, like there's different levels of competitiveness. You can want it to look this way and do these mm -hmm. other things, but they started doing the numbers and going like, okay, well, yeah. like, let's get back to the root. Like we need to score more runs, runs. than that team. Literally. And How do we score more runs? Dude. And, and you know, prime example of this, it's our boy, JW, Jerry, yep. that is the prime. Oh, I've used him. I've used him as an example of the same conversation in the last like two weeks, probably 10 times. Yes. My guy is 81 years old. Been in baseball for 60 years, yep. been in professional baseball for 40, and he's continuing to evolve and develop different philosophies. Every time I talk to him, he's got a different, different, he's got new stuff. And he's learning. It's like a lifelong learner. And the yep. second you lose 
the passion to learn and lose the fire to grow, yeah. you're going to get passed up. And I yeah. think sometimes it's like, yeah. but here's the thing. You also don't want to be too easily influenced because I know a lot of people yeah, go to like yeah, ABCA yeah, yeah. hear a couple talks. Yeah, hear a couple speaks and go, or speakers yeah. go, all right, guys, we're going to try X, Y, and Z. And they're like, yeah. why? And it's yeah. like, I use the analogy. I use the analogy with Drill the other day. He laughed at me because he hadn't heard it. It was like, hey, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, there's good, again, yes. back in the day, like, right? When they would, <laughs> the analogy comes from like, no, I throw know the that, water out. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, yeah, that. like, the, it's remembering that, like, Again, I don't need to abandon everything I know. I need to have a yes. filter, and I'm always willing to update my filter. Yes. Right. But at the same time, I am filtering information mm -hmm. as it comes, right? Because, um, and again, because there is things that I do know. I'm not wrong about everything. For sure. Right. But at the same time, I'm definitely not right about everything. For sure. And it's right? like, how are you willing, or if you're not willing to challenge your beliefs, do you really believe what you believe? Ooh. Because here's the thing, and that goes down to faith, too. Yeah. Because I, I think about that all the time, and it's like, yeah. If you're not challenging maybe God's existence or not even, it doesn't have to be God's existence, God, whatever you're, you're wrestling with, mm -hmm. then that's his proof of existence. So it's the same thing with your belief mm -hmm. and your coaching philosophy. If you're not challenging or continuing to try to upload it or update it or trying to perfect it, yeah. then how much do you really believe what you're teaching? Yeah. Because and, then and, it's like. And do you, I think you better, you're better off having a better foundation of like this thing is like knowing you're wrong. Yep. Instead yeah. of, instead of, if you're on the side of like, I know I'm right. No, no, no. You know, you should know you're wrong. Right. And what I mean by this is that I've been wrong every step of the way. Yep. Why would I not be wrong today? Yes. And then also on top of that as well is if I'm a hundred percent right. Yeah. Right. If I'm a hundred percent right. And I, and the source of all knowledge, which first off faith was is <laughs> ridiculous. Right. But. Again, I can't learn something I already think I know, mm. right? It, and, and and that humility that comes, that's pride, right? Like yep. the humility that it takes to learn mm -hmm. and grow and develop and all those other things comes from a place of like, you know, again, like, again, I, I say this all the time, like, I will die not knowing everything there is to know mm -hmm. about baseball swing, yep. right? I'll die not knowing everything there is to know about coaching. Yeah, I'll die, like all those other things. So at the end of the day, as Randy Sullivan always says, he says, like, um, I'm trying to... Um, I'm just trying to suck less, mm -hmm. right? I'm trying to suck less tomorrow, Literally. right? Than I do today, yeah. right? Because we all suck, mm -hmm. right? We all don't know things. We all have messed up players. Yeah. We've all, you know, coached one way and then like learned from it and all these yeah. other things, right? I'm just trying to suck less tomorrow. But you know what it goes down to, pulls down to though, it's when you're willing to challenge those things and suck less, it's because it's the people. So for me, I tell my players, I said, look, I think I have a solid foundation of catching. I feel like I have a great support team, and I got people that are telling me that, like, I know something. Mm. But I also have access to, you know, some close friends that know more than me. Mm. And I am not willing to call them up and be like, what, what's the latest on this? Mm. What's the one? Because it's not about me. It's about them and their development. And so when you're willing to change and learn, it's because you actually genuinely care about the players and the product you're putting out. And there's often, I wouldn't say often, that's not the right word. I've seen it several times where, they're just so content with this figure that they got it all or they got the idea that they want to be looked at like, oh, they're they're the ones giving the sauce to the players or the people that they get removed from why they're doing it or like what is the goal? The goal is to help this person become a better athlete, become a better player, and most of all, become a better Christian. And so it's like that's my view, right? It's like for me, it was like I had to take my pride and ego out of it. And if I needed to dial up Jerry and be like, look, I'm trying to work on this with this guy. It is ain't working. I've tried this video. I've done that. 
we hopped on a Zoom call and boom, it clicked. And it, it's all Jerry, you know, like, that's fine. That's fine for me because it's not about me. It's about getting these guys yeah. better. I'm here to get them better. Yeah, yeah. And whatever way that takes is what it takes. Yeah. But you have to be willing to remove yourself. Yeah. And I, I, I always think about like, like, we used to have it when I was coaching high school and in our gym, we had uh, the quote right above the door as we walked out and it was, um, it's amazing what we can achieve when we don't care who gets the credit. Mm. And like, I think the same thing too is like, there's plenty of things in my life that I haven't gotten the credit for, mm. that I had a major impact on. Was mm. I, do I deserve 100% of the credit? No. Mm. Maybe, I, again, maybe I had an 80% impact on this thing or whatever, right? Great. But also, yeah. too, you know who d gets far less credit than all of us? Mm. God. Amen. God, uh, God does so much, yeah. right? Over and we all take the credit for yep. it. And we Over all, all do time. other things, right? So, Again, I've learned from walking with God too, and like He'll check me with that sometimes. Sometimes, like I'm getting grumpy. I, I love to talk to God about people rather than people about people, mm. because people will give me a human perspective about that other person. Mm. God will give me His perspective about them, mm. right? And so, a lot of times when I come to God and I'm complaining about something, right? That's real. He'll He'll check me and go, "Yeah, sometimes I feel like that too, mm. right?" Like, and and it, perspective to me. Like, let me give you a perfect example of this. Is I'll go to him and be like, ah, God, like, you know, this person, you know, didn't give me credit and I did this with them and I, you know, I had all this impact on them and like, God, remember, like I was with them on Saturdays and late nights and blah, 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 blah. And like, and, and again, like they maybe aren't super appreciative for mm -hmm. like what I did all these things. Right. And I'm going to God complaining, yapping on my soapbox. Right. And then God's like, well, check me too and be like, yeah, there's times where mm. you did that to me. Mm. And, but he, we've gotten that relationship where like God can say that to me now mm. and then me take that into my heart and going, yeah, there's plenty of times I've taken credit for. Mm. So when you, That's real. when you moved, when you did all these other things, when, when I wanted to go my own way, when I wanted, you know, like all these things and, and also too, and again, like, and I still loved you and I still cared for you and That's I still had mercy for you, right? And, and then so he's reminding me when you did that, this is how I was, I this feel. is my character. Yeah this is how you should treat them right as well better and and, better, yeah. and also too along with it like uh, a shift for me dramatic shift for me was the concept of an audience of one right mm -hmm. my audience is god right mm -hmm. i'm not and again bible multiple times will come you know coming to that pointing out that when we're trying to put on a performance for others and what they think about us yeah and what their interpretation is and all these other things like when we try to do that like the bible says like that's all will receive mm -hmm. and what it means by that is is when you want the praise of man that's all you'll receive is meaning like if if you're willing it's like it's like having it's like you offering me right uh uh a million dollars and in trade i only give you a dollar back mm -hmm. right it's like man's praise means nothing nothing compared to god's praise amen right and when i start valuing the you know the screams of the uh, of the enemy, right? Of the shouts of the enemy over God's whispers, right? Like God, remember like God's whisper, his breath, you know, take out the enemy. His breath is stronger than the enemy's, mm -hmm. you know, shouts, right? Yeah. Or the praise of man. Like everybody could praise you. It means nothing compared to the, what I've felt like from sure. God's praise. Right. And so I think about that all the time too, as well. It's like, he guides me through those, those moments where when I talk to him about things, he gives me perspective, like mm -hmm. gentleness wise. And then I'm like, 
and I can let things go and I'd be like, yeah, I had to, mm. huh? like, yeah, like that, me too. Like, yeah, I start to humanize them and just like, man, their world is just as complex sure. as mine. They Absolutely. like, they, they struggle with things just like I do. Like they have, you know, those other things too. Like there's plenty of things like I'm wrong mm -hmm. about stuff all the time. I've taken yeah. too much credit. I've done this, all this, like all this stuff. And like, again, God, like he gets me back refocused back on him. Mm -hmm. Right. That again, like my eyes are drifting. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get worried about me. Anytime mm -hmm. it starts becoming about me, like I'm starting to lose perspective. For sure. And I think it goes into the, we could even bring, tie that into, you know, faith and church, like even in church, right? Like yeah. people always are like, man, I got church hurt. I got all this. I'm like, yeah. church doesn't hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it's like, yeah. think about it like that. So it's, it's, it's a, in the Bible, it tells us we need community. We need a church, and that's yeah. what church is about. Yeah, yeah. But you need to find the right fit for people yourself. For sure. And and as we know, we have central, so that's a good fit for us. But yep. to all the listeners, like, if you've had times in your life where, you know, you're hurt by a Christian, it, that, not all of them are like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's about relationship. It's not about religion. Yeah. It's about finding, you know, the right church, not you know the hurt that comes yeah. from it. And I think that I I, th I think about that with too. I always say like too. It's like okay, like, if I try to play Beethoven for you and I play it horribly, does yeah. it mean that Beethoven sucks yeah. or do I suck? Yeah, right? like, yeah. And so, like, Christians, like, we try to, like, again, they're like, yeah, well, there's Christian other things and he hurt me and this church mm -hmm. did this and it hurt. It's like, okay, that doesn't mean God sucks. Like, better, like, it's just like, that, 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 that person like, needs help. Yeah, people are people, <laughs> right? Sure. Like, people are people. And also, too, like, again, I, I mentioned that last night on the Bible study. It's like, okay, I got, I got work hurt, too. Yeah. I got, I got, you know, baseball hurt yeah. too. I got all these other things, but guess what? I just went to another team yep. or found another friend yep. or did whatever. I didn't stop going. Literally. I didn't just go, oh, well, then all of it's out. All of it's bad. Right? And like yep. we do that with church all the time, right? Yep. It's like, oh, I got church hurt, so I never go back. Right? We do that with religion yeah. or faith or yeah. Jesus in general. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, you have one big thing going on in your life and you're like, well, I'm on to the next. But then it's like, yeah. okay, you know, Faith is one of the only areas that you don't. You, you resent it all together, and people just don't do it at all. Yeah. And so I, that's that's fascinating. And, yeah. I, and I love that. Like, I've never heard that as an a, analogy, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. if I started playing Beethoven, that's a banger, man. We got to get that on the <laughs> yeah. shirt. Yeah. got to get that on the shirt or something. Yeah, like, who, like, yeah, like, like does that mean that, that Beethoven sucks? Yeah. Like, no, dude. Like, and, and again, and I, I said that from experience because I felt yeah. the same way with that. And I think part of it has to be with like the vulnerability that we come to like church with like our guard down. Mm. And so when we get hurt, we're like, and then also too, let's be honest, right? Like our bodies are built to avoid pain. Yep. Right. Our brains hate pain. Yeah. Our bodies hate pain, all that. Right. So when we do something that's very painful and again, something that's foundational yeah. is like our faith and our, you know, like our, our, our faith yeah. or what we believe, you know, all those things, the foundation of our being, it's very vulnerable. So it could be very painful. And I get that. Right. Mm. Um, but again, to speak a little bit of hope, you know, back into the other side, I just like, yo, like I've gone to plenty of churches where it wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Before I found Central, I went to like seven churches just here in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Right. And I tried all of them like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, I, I like this. And then I finally settled in at Central. Right. Yeah. But like, again, and I, I've also lived in so many states. I've gone to so many churches. Right. And with so many different experiences. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think that that's always, you know, big as well. It's just like, again, finding your fit. Like, yeah. and again, like, it doesn't mean that the church sucks. Like, no. it's serving other people. It's, 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 it's serving this people. church might not be serving me. Like, we, even here in the facility, we don't all go to the same church. Like, mm -hmm. I think we all, like, there's like three or four different churches that we all go to. Oh, that's to. cool. Like, 
it's amazing. And again, we also I'll go to their churches. Mm. They'll come to they'll come to the church with me. Like nice we'll we'll all mix, right? Again, along with it. Like, and I think, and again, there's also I've gone to different churches at different times. I went mm. to Central, then left, came back again. Like there's different seasons where like mm -hmm. I needed God was calling me to a different sure. voice, or again, I'm helping at a different location or mm -hmm. something, right? And it's like just what God has in the season for me. For sure. So I just think it's important there. It's like we keep that in mind that it's like, yo, like this is like like we talk about like church hurt or we, we talk about like, you know, us going through pain and all these th other things is like, again, it's almost like, um, uh, when I, when I hear, hear those things happen, it's like almost like we just don't have enough experience. Mm. Like if you, if you have, uh, I, I always think about this, like with, with God, when someone's like, um, God's like the one thing where it's like more of like a, uh, I call it like, like relationship IQ, mm. right? Like, the more you know about God, the easier it is to trust him. Mm. The more you know, know about God, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. But like when you don't know, it's like like it's an IQ thing, right? Yeah. Like it, you, again, to know God is to love him. Like okay. the, there is, the, if, if you don't love God or there's separation there, it's just like you just don't know. Mm. You haven't experienced okay. that, right? It's not it's not something where it's like, oh, this might just not be the thing for me. But like, no, no, no. Like he, he knitted you together in your yeah. mother's womb. Like Literally. he is your creator, right? Like, and I love, that. yeah. And, and, and so he, he is your best friend. Yeah. And the only reason he's not your best friend right now is because you don't know him. Yeah. Right. And I say that with as being majority of my life, yeah. not being a Christian no, I right, and being atheist. Right. Yeah. Is that again, I just didn't know him mm -hmm. and I wanted to, I used to say it all the time. Yeah. I would love to have a deeper relationship with God and all these other things. Well, guess what? I just started spending time with mm -hmm. him. Right. And started and I started, you know, reading my Bible yeah. and I started, you know, going to places and listening to other people talk mm -hmm. about God and all these other things. And it, it wasn't just a one moment. No, it's a, you know, it, it's a rate. It's, it's like asking, it's like asking somebody like, Oh, like, why do you love that person for one moment? No, no, it's over a relationship yeah. that we built that over mm -hmm. uh, lifespans and all those things. Yeah. My depth for, of love for them has deepened as we've deepened yes. our relationship and all we've experienced all these things. Yes. So I think that's the same thing too, is we start to separate that with a relationship with God and think sure. it's going to be this instant thing mm. when in reality it's like, no, no, no. Cause again, for him, he's always loved. Yeah. He's always known you. Sure. God knows everything about you before you guys ever talk. The problem is, is we have the opportunity or we have the choice to not know him. Mm. That's our decision. Mm -hmm. We have free will to do that. Sure. And so and I need time to get to know him. Mm. He already knows me. Absolutely. And I you think, know? and I, I, I'll use a personal example. Like my grandpa, he was, you know, I believe you're once saved, you're always saved. But yeah, he's yeah. by the spirit, baby. You know, and, and he's an older guy, kind of crotchety, mm -hmm. old dude. Love him. Yeah. But we'll talk about faith, and, and, you know, he's like, well, you know, I've tried just, like, again, just about, you know, you seek God or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, Grandpa, you know, we call him Papa. I'm like, Papa, I'm like, you have to be willing to accept when he proves you wrong. Mm. A lot of times when people ask, like, God coming to my life, they still go, oh, that's a coincidence. Mm. Oh, that was me. Or oh, that was this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, you got to look in the mirror and be like, I'm going to give everything that happens when I'm asking to seek him and asking him to come into my life. You have to give it to him because he will show it. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to pick and choose that one. Oh, that was me. Or that was coincidence. Or that was just so happened because of this. Or, yeah. And you pull all these things back and you're like, mm -hmm. well, told you he didn't exist. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh -huh. Homie, like, what about yeah. that, that parking ticket that you didn't have yeah. to pay? Or what about yeah. that family member that came to Christ? Or like, So I think that is such a well, important thing. And, and, and I think like with the softness that comes with that too, is just this other thing is just being like, look. The thing that's like we think about too is like 
there's sometimes like pain and hurt and all those things. Like the reason we don't want to give it to him, one is it either tax our identity or all and like lowers us. We feel yes. like in the status, this, we become our own God, mm. right? We think that we're God and mm. our, we're, every, our world resolves around us, not around him, mm-hmm. right? And so we're now dismantling like yeah. that hierarchy. But also the other piece with that, that I think is super important is like just understanding like I, I've had, Jesus did this multiple times too. And with the Pharisees, Sadducees, all these things, when he's talking about their pride and their heart conditions, all those things don't cast uh, pearls before swine, you know, don't water fake plants, like all of these yeah. different things throughout the Bible. But one of the things as well, it's like, I've heard, I've heard, um, I've heard pastors say this before too. And this is how I feel like with my faith, like as I share and I talk to people with it is like, sometimes you're just not desperate enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, and then and this is the thing too. God, God doesn't need you for anything. Mm. God doesn't need us. Like he never did. Mm. Right. He loves us. He wants and he, us. And but he, he wants. Need to, us. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. God, he's the, yeah, God lacks nothing. Mm-hmm. He is the creator. Anything he needs, he go. <laughs> yeah. There. He could create 50 of you if he yeah. wanted. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's not the thing. He could make us worship him if he wanted to. He for could, sure. but, but he gives us free will and yeah. out of love and out of who, he's, who he is. Yeah all those things. And so one of the things I think is super important for us there is to understand is like, this isn't a thing where like we had these things from religion, mm. like, like someone's trying to convince mm-hmm. us that we should give all this away to somebody mm. else and we should be so selfless and all these things. No, no, no. Like, again, I always remind like God is your resource. Mm. You're not his. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. he, like, and, and like he doesn't need you. Mm. Right, we he is our most the the most highest resource For that sure. we can have access to. Like he yeah. is the source, he is right? But for us, we're just a pawn. He's the land cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> we just we're just we're just again. So it, it, it's not this competition For with sure. me and God, and I I struggle with this. That's why I'm like talking on it. Right? Is I struggle with this too because I had become my own God. Mm. Right? I was worshiping me. Mm. Right. I was, I was, it was about what I wanted, about what I needed. Like I, well, I was going by the beats of my drum, mm-hmm. right. Rather than thinking that what I wanted and what I, how I want to live my life would be better than I'm like, mm. it's like God, again, like as Jed was saying, God, Pastor Jed was saying this last weekend, like I, I thought of God, like this killed joy, right? Like everything I loved, he was just trying to take, no, nope, take that <laughs> out of life. No, that's terrible. Like, well, yeah. let's hold him back from, or you're, 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 you're no, giving you up baseball. Oh, oh, life. Thanks. You're giving up, you're, you're, you're going to have to give up all, all these things just, you know, and again, like now your life's going to suck and like, just so you can suffer here on earth. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can, you, pre, you know, wait for this heaven. Like, no, no, no. God has given me freedom right here and now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like I'm more free, more love, all the things I was chasing, mm-hmm. the security, the love, the, the, the acceptance, the peace, the, for all sure. the things like I'm not waiting for those. I got yeah. those right now. Yeah. I'm not trying to earn those things. Like I already have them. Yeah. Right. And he was trying to give that to me the whole time. I didn't understand. It's like, it's like when it sounds too good to be true, Yep. but God's just not, he's just so good. Literally. So it's like, so he comes in and he's just like, you're like, what do you mean? I give you this. Like I give you this. And then you give me, you know, like you give me something better. Right. Like, yeah. God is always trying to do that. Literally if he's asking you for something. He's going to be better. He ha- yes. Yes. It's for you. He, yes. he he is for you. Literally. Right? Like he's not giving you something lesser. No. Right? Like he is if he's asking you for something and again you're you're sacrificing something, mm-hmm. he's got something greater, greater. for you. Yeah. If he's closed the door, he's got he's something open. else. He's got yeah, something and, and again, we start thinking material and that's why we get upset. Well, I had to give up my Mustang. Okay, but how about that? How much is that peace in your heart worth? Yeah. 
right? And again, we think that the the car is what gives gave mm -hmm. us peace, and it's like it gave us like that much. Yeah. Like God's peace is different Absolutely. than what a material or a short burst in time you know mm -hmm. gives us or whatever, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean. Um, I, I think about that all the time too. It's just like, again, we just have it twisted with understanding of a character. Like he's not some king that's charging us a tax. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. He's, like he's not, he's not just like, serve me, serve me, serve me because For it sure. benefits me. Mm. We don't benefit mm -hmm. God. Like, yep. like he's trying to help us. Mm -hmm. He la again, lacks nothing. He doesn't need us to provide him anything. Yeah. Right. When he, when we're, we're when we worship him. Is not for him to feel good. No, we worship him for our heart. Yes, like we worship him to, to to put to kill us. Yes, right. Not to when I go to pray to him is not to inform him. Like yeah. he knows everything that is going mm -hmm. on. He knows everything. Like he knows the thoughts that I can't unpack. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He knows the troubles in my heart that I can't un unravel. Yeah, right. The mistakes I've made that I've forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Right, and like he knows all of those things. Like I'm not informing him of anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He, I'm talking to him and he's healing me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's helping me with perspective. He's speaking back to me. He's he's redirecting and re, retuning and performing surgery on my heart. Mm -hmm. But he's helping me. He's my helper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when we reorganize that, that it's like, it, like God is not like, you know, some killjoy, some, <laughs> some like some, you know, some, you know, with the gavel up there yeah. waiting for us to mess up. And, and, and again, I tell people, it's like, if I thought of God like that, I wouldn't worship him either. For sure. I wouldn't want to have a relationship yeah. with him either. And that's why I didn't when mm. I was younger, because that's how I saw God. Mm. And I don't see him that way. And I've experienced different, mm. right? And by being in his word, yep. right? With, and and being around his people, mm -hmm. right? And by experiencing him in myself, that has changed how I view him. And because of that, that's why I wanted to go in a deeper pursuit sure. of getting closer to him. Oh, you know, and that keeps Absolutely. getting redefined over and over and over. Absolutely, again, you know. I just think it shows amazing power what God's capable of. Yeah, you know, Amen. and uh, just showing that if you seek, and I think it sums up a little bit for me. It's like I think one of the most powerful prayers in the whole world is one prayer. I think is the most powerful prayer for a human is ask God to change the desires of your heart. Yeah, and I think it's so simple, but so scary. If you, because mm -hmm. you're literally, if you say, and I've done this in my own life numerous times, like when I was changing careers, when maybe like some relationship didn't work out, whatever, whatever the case may be, you say, God, change the desire to where I want to pursue you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that's gonna happen, you're tripping because it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Like, like he's gonna be like, all right, like, yep. but that's scary because you that's go from scary. like going, oh, I wanted this, and now you're like, you're telling friends, hey, I can't go hang out. I'm spending an hour in the Word right now. Yeah. Or I'm going, you know, hey, I'm doing this. I, I'm no longer going to that, you know, scene because I'm, I'm doing this. I'm yeah. along, you know, I'm at the church three, four times a week now and, you know, going to school and doing all these things. And, and I, like I said, I'm in the best frame of mind and best peace and God's provided. You know, I'm really trying to be a vessel for him and which yeah. has been amazing. But it came with sacrifice and it came with me saying, God, uh, I'm here and change the desires of my heart. Yeah. Your servant's listening. It, Speak, it, Lord. And, and literally, and I think that, to the listeners, if you're feeling like, God, I keep falling under the same sin or I keep falling into this trap, just get down and just be like, hey, change the desires of my heart. Yeah. And I think that's to encapsulate kind of what you talked about. I think that's something in my personal life yeah. that I think would make a lot of sense and, to a lot of listeners. And, and and again, like the reason you can go to him, this is another thing. If you think about God, this is why I brought up the, the judge and the gavel thing. Yeah. He's not waiting to guilt, shame, nope. damn you. That's the enemy. Enemy. Yep. 
right? Sometimes, again, I get it. I wouldn't want to worship the enemy either, For sure. right? And so, is is so understanding that like God is there, like uh, like think about like, and I hope you have one of these in your life. I got many. God has surrounded me of like amazing friends and things that you had in your life, right? Like when you slip and you make a mistake and all these other things, if, again, like there is no guilt, condemnation, shame, all those other things. It's like, yo, I'm, I want you to come to me because I want to help you, mm. right? Like you, bro, you're struggling with something. Like I want to help you. I'm, I'm not like, why did you do that? This is yeah. terrible. Like all these things, like that's not a good friend, right? Okay. Like, and so at the end of the day, like I'm not trying to guilt, shame, do all those other things. Like I, like, I want to help. And I think like, again, God, it, like in that same way is like, that is, that is how I think of God. Like I go, I run to him too, because like I'm safe with him. Mm. If you're feeling guilt, shame, condemnation, mm -hmm. and all those other things, like that's the enemy. Like Literally. he's waiting for you to slip up and go and see, I told you, you haven't changed. Yep. See, I told you, you couldn't do this. See, I could blah, 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 blah. Like that's the enemy's whisper. That's all, better shout. That's all the enemy. Right. And so at the end of the day, like that's not, that's not the God, you know, that for I'm sure. talking about. That's not the God I experienced. That's not Ain't why, that's that. not the God I worship. Right. And so again, I, I see the difference with that, but Anyways, I was thinking this. This doesn't happen, and I think this okay. is a perfect opportunity for this to happen. Usually, as we wrap up, I pray us out, yeah. right? But, you know what I'm saying? I'm a boy over there with the word in him. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I was going to let you pray us out today, uh, you know, it. for the first time in, in farm history. Really? And yeah, yeah. Oh, I I'm honored. Okay, I well, give God the glory. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Do, do man. Thing, do it's awesome. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, I just want to thank you for surrounding uh, me with, and, and with, you know, followers of you, Jesus. And I just pray that you impact the listeners, whatever, maybe it was one thing that we mentioned, and maybe it was a few things, God, that it just resonates and sits with them whatever way it's supposed to, Lord, and we just want them to know that you are a loving God, and that you love people where they're at, and you'll meet them where they're at, and regardless of their situation, regardless of their past, and regardless of their future, Lord, you are just waiting for them to submit themselves to you, and that you will show them the way, and that you are just an all-loving God, and Lord, I just want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity and the platform that the farm has and, and all the platforms that Joey just puts on and that is all just to worship you, to show your glory, God. And I'm just so thankful that you've been allowed to put me here, God, that we just give you all the glory. And in Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, until next time. Yes, sir. Farm system out. <laughs>